think I hear it again, John, the arrhythmically added in sleigh bells underneath our theme song. <laughs> oh, the seasonal bells! The seasonal bells, you know what that means, John. What, dear Henry? Well, it's time for Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. I'm Holiday Henry. And I'm Ho John. And together we're Holiday Henry and Ho John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. Or that's what we would normally be doing. But this week, John, this week is special. Why? Oh, John, it's the last podcast of the year. Oh, it is. It is, yes. This is coming out. I mean, today is December 31st. It is New Year's Eve day. How do you say that one? New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you could add day. It's the day of New Year's. It's the day of New Year's Eve. And John, that can only mean one thing for us here. That can only mean one thing for us ZCPC boys. What does it mean? I feel like I'm getting thrown too many things where I just say a question. What does it mean? John, you know what it means. Say it with me at the same time. Here we go. It's it's, it's the best. It's, it's the best. It's, 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 it's the it's best the, it, word. Okay, hold on, hold on. Because I we could when you throw it to somebody, <laughs> to yeah. say something at the same time. Just start with the words we know. Don't throw in an it's or a okay. the. Okay, okay. So no it's or the. No, okay, I'll say the it's, and then okay. we'll jump in together. All right, okay. John, you know what that means. That's right. It's it's best. It's best. Best worst. That's right. It's best worst 2021, the final judgment that we render upon every year. John and I are going through the gauntlet, the top 10 categories of the year, randomly selected and suggested by you, our dear fans. We're going to go through each category, nominate a best and a worst, debate about it, choose one to live in infamy and the other to be de- forgotten by everyone forever. Yes. And at, and at the very, very end of all of this, we will reflect and determine... Was this year a good or a bad? Now, of course, as we discussed in the first season, the first year of this podcast, six to 11 years ago, however long ago that was. It's been six years, five years. It's five been five years. years. Five years, six years. We do, in fact, uh, have superpowers, magical superpowers. And this is the one time of year we actually choose to use them, as Henry discussed. So we are the arbiters of this year's fate. We are the chefs of the new year. Unlike the other time we claim to have powers, we can't really cancel people. But what we can do absolutely is render things within the zeitgeist, out of the zeitgeist, when our power is at its peak right now on December 31st. Yes, when the moon is high and hell is at the highest point. Uh, <laughs> when we are close, hell moves about. In ancient, the word hysteria comes from the fact that ancient doctors used to believe that the uterus traveled around oh, the woman's yeah. body, and it doesn't do that, but hell does yeah. do that to the earth. Yeah, hell's got a little bit of a wandering uterus problem. Yeah, and when the uterus of hell is closest to the surface that we happen to be on, which is Texas, which is a uh, little known fact, the state closest to hell. Uh, 
when hell is the closest to the crust in Texas, now we can do the thing that I was saying. But Henry. Yes, John. You, you might be saying, how do, how do we decide the 10 categories of the year? Well, John, like all things that require randomly picking things, uh, I have a, a random number generator assigned with a number to each of the categories suggested by you, our dear fans, and we will just randomly select some random numbers. Engagement! Engagement, yes. We have, just so full transparency, uh, we have three categories that we cover every year. Uh, Those are the top three categories. We start with number one, because why not? Uh, Then the next three will be picked selectively, from the list of suggestions we got from this very year, uh, from people who's got their pulse on the zeitgeist, our dear listeners, you guys are the best. And then the last four can come from a grab bag of the rest of the 61 in total categories that we have been amassing over the past five years. That's right. We're pulling deep from the idea bag uh, in in these latter now, do we usually start with the three prepared categories or end with? We start with the three prepared categories. We start with the three prepared categories because these are the ones we care the most about, typically, and so this is where the knockdown, drag out stuff starts to happen. Yeah, I, I think our most strenuous arguments are going to happen in these first three. And if previous years are any, any indication, the first three of ten will take up 60% of the podcast. Right. And, and that makes sense because we prepared them. We're flying by the seat of our pants for the other seven categories. Yes, the seat of our – what's that expression mean? Uh, the seat of your pants is the seam that holds your pants together. Flying by the seat of your pants? Yeah, back in the day, <laughs> they used to tie the seat of pants to birds, John. To, oh, to for fly. punishment. To fly. <laughs> to, to fly. They didn't have airports. Yeah, and yeah. So the, they had airplanes, but no airports, so they couldn't fly. <laughs> and we, of course, know that the stronger place to attach a bird to later, as we would find out, is the seam of the crotch. but The, the seat, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Uh, so we are flying by the seat of our pants. I, I don't even know how to get into this other than to just get into it. Well, here's what we do. Here's what we say, John. We say, fuck off. No, we say, stop the dilly-dally. <laughs> Ah, fuck off. <laughs> you want to listen to this bo- podcast too bad. Stop. I want it to be rude, and I think I took it way too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I meant to say, let's cut the chit-chat, chap. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> and, get, and get right into it. I can't believe, I, I just, that's, that's me. That's That's who I am. We'll start uh, with the number one on our list, my list. Are you looking at the list, by the way, that um, by any chance? No, but I can. I don't know if you want to. Eh. Uh, okay. Well, I got number one on the list as uh, the best worst movie of 2021. Uh, yes. Uh, if anyone listening is like me, when you went through and started to uh, see the things that were released in the various categories in 2021... 
I hope that everyone, when reflecting back on this year now in its last days, is filled with the same kind of horror uh, that I was filled with looking back on 2021. Because 2021 uh, was a hell of a year, uh, and a lot of movies came out that I largely forgot about. Because 2021 is a year that seemed to have lasted five years and also like five days. Yes, 2021, just to give a brief overview, uh, feels like the most 2020th year I've ever experienced. It feels like the calendar never changed, Um, especially when it came to movies, because the industry struggled very much with actually releasing things in the theaters. Um, And I can't remember if it was this year or last year. I want to say it was last year. Uh, Chris Nolan's Tenet was supposed to save cinema. And it didn't. And so we were left in 2021 to pick up the pieces. Uh, but luckily, toward the end here, right as COVID is ramping up again, we've got some pretty strong contenders for best. Yeah, the only thing Tenet really saved is cinema and Fortnite, uh, of course. But I... So, as far as my best and worst for movie for 2021 goes, I actually have... A runner-up and a oh. best. All right, I'm I'm happy to hear because um, I wanted to pick a runner-up. I resisted, uh, and this might be just proximity to my best, but it is what it is. How do we do this? Who goes first? Um, I feel like we usually had a bit where you always went first. I'll go first. Uh, My best movie for 2021 is the recently released Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Fascinating choice. Yes. uh, It just came out literally this week. Uh, I say that. It just came out two weeks ago in uh, real time. But uh, it is the only movie I saw this year. And I saw a lot of movies in theaters this year. But this was the only movie I saw this year that I thought about for 48 hours straight after I saw it. Now, I uh, this is somewhat interesting because our conversations about these movies uh, are not similar to a supplemental reading and that we can't really in good conscience spoil these movies. No, I absolutely can't. I, I think even doing a supplemental reading right now would be in bad faith. <laughs> I mean, people would know what they're getting into. I know, I know, but yes, I... Uh, Sorry to say we can't discuss why <laughs> I picked yes. this because yeah. it's too fresh. Uh, I just – everything that movie does, it does the best way I've ever seen it done. Mm. I uh, – so just for the sake of us being able to argue about it, uh, I, I will reveal my best. I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts about No Way Home. Uh, So, my runner-up for best movie of 2021 is uh, The Green Knight. (laughs) Hear me out. I love that movie. The Green Knight is an amazing film. Yeah. Uh, It's it's plotting. It's beautiful. Breathtakingly beautiful. It's... To... For something to take Sir Gawain and turn it into something that's, like, riveting to watch, emotional, beautiful, like, arty, ephemeral, it feels like a dream, and yet at the same time it's super literal. It was an amazing movie. Oh, yes. I enjoyed literally every second of that movie. 
And uh, you would not be in uh, a massive amount of company. A lot of people uh, didn't like the Green Knight that much, it seems. Uh, But anyone whose opinion is good liked it. But I couldn't in good conscience have my best movie of 2021 being a laboriously paced, dark, dreamlike adaptation of the written word that goes on for way too long so of course my best movie of 2021 is dune oh dune like i said toward the end of this year some really strong contenders after swallowing like pill after pill of like this movie was pretty okay i kind of enjoyed that movie the last daniel craig james bond happened yeah i heard it was okay uh, you know, you don't have 2021, by the way, phenomenally strange year for movies. You have things like The Last Duel, a movie which I will defend to the death. I think The Last Duel is an incredible movie that I never once saw advertised, has a tremendously huge budget, huge names, and like massive flop. Apparently, like the only places they were advertising that movie were on buses and podcasts or something. Yeah, I did see a couple of trailers. Uh, I think there was a trailer attached to that James Bond movie I mentioned. Yeah, I the 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 last duel I feel like deserves a fair shake. Watch the last duel, but yes, my best movie twenty twenty one Denis Villeneuve's Dune. This is going to be hard to argue uh, without spoiling either. Yes, um, I will say Dune, just from a cinemagraphic. A cinema, a cinematographer sort of view is just a stellar, stunning visual masterpiece. I think that Dune is a breathtakingly gorgeous movie. And I think that my primary case that I would argue for Dune is that. So there are two major. I, I love Dune. I like Dune a lot. Uh, Dune was my shit, uh, and people who call it AP Star Wars, not wrong. What does the AP stand for? Like advanced placement classes, oh, like Star okay. Wars, but for yeah. nerds. I, I didn't, that was my thought, I just thought, there's no way that could be what he meant. Yeah, it's it's the AP English version of Star Wars. Uh, but the thing about Dune is that the two major adaptations people who like Dune point to are either uh, David Lynch's adaptation... Uh, yeah. from the 80s with Kyle or with Kyle MacLachlan staying etc or the adaptation made for sci-fi by some Canadian company it's got like William Hurt in it uh, that one is largely considered very faithful if cheap now if you're a fan of matte painting backgrounds there are a lot of those uh, which I consider myself to be and then largely the David Lynch version is considered too wacky. It is not, maybe it's most credible criticism. It is not faithful to the source work really at all, uh, which, you know, it's David Lynch. Right. What, what do you expect? expect him to do a by the book adaptation. Uh, but this Dune steps in and is a by the book adaptation. And it's taking painstaking stakes. No, painstaking, painstaking? It's going through a lot of pain in order to tell the story in full, even splitting up uh, the, the one book into two parts. Yeah, it does. 
it splits the difference masterfully where it is a phenomenally faithful adaptation of the books for the most part. Like as far as an adaptation to screen goes, you couldn't ask for like much better treatment because they tell you everything. They take it really slow. They want to make sure that you feel the same way that reading the book would make you feel. But it also gets the David Lynch thing and it gets right what David Lynch got right about Dune, which is Dune is weird and dark and troubling and feels a little bit like you're on drugs. And that's uh, truer the more Dune you read. But like the sci-fi adaptation was like kind of a low budget, pretty straight like adaptation of a book. Uh, but it did not take into account how weird Dune is. And this okay. movie does both of those things. Right. It's so good. The ornithopters are so good. Oh, those I, the dragonflies? Yeah, I don't like... Those are so cool. I don't like Timothy Chalamet, but I really like his Paul Atreides. Yes. Lady Jessica's yeah. great. Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides is fantastic. I do have to ask one question, though. Hmm. Does Dune have Spider-Man in it? Um, well, you're going to have to wait for part two to find out. Oh, okay. Well, it, this Dune, then, part one, does not have Spider-Man in it. Therefore, how, I ask you, can it be the best movie of 2021? I am fascinated to hear you explain the merits of Spider-Man No Way Home without spoiling it. I can't. And I shan't. It's it's very interesting because I think this is a, a unique item in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that you cannot talk about it. You can't. Like, you and you I won't. couldn't talk about a very specific thing about Infinity War, for example. Right, right. And then you couldn't talk about some things in Endgame, but when Endgame came out, there was enough of an understanding that people had seen Infinity War that you could talk about some of it. Yes. But, like, this is I the can't. only Marvel movie where you really can't talk about anything outside of the first 20 minutes. Right. And even then, I think that would do it a service. So all I can say is, it's a shame I loved it so much. Because it's going to be forgotten. Oh, no. How? I cannot in good faith, defend my movie choice without spoiling it for others. Therefore, I refuse to. Therefore, I think I lose. Oh, no. I, once again, I can't spoil anything, but uh, yes, I I get it. Yeah, you see what I'm doing? I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but that I think the real winner here, uh, buddy boy, is... Uh, one Zendaya, who is in both movies. <laughs> Listen, early 2021, Zendaya is eating. She is doing uh, her best work in that she is taking care of young, thin men. <laughs> yes, she, she, she is taking care of our short kings wherever they may be. <laughs> wherever there's like a brunette, kind of skinny white boy, Zendaya is there to do her best work <laughs> i uh i mean i love zendaya you also get the duality of zendaya in both of these roles yeah you get the hard-edged uh zendaya from uh, her portrayal of, of mj in the spider-man movies and you get the a ambiguous vague still kind of hard-edged 
Uh, but blue-eyed Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, you get the, the silent kind of looking around Zendaya for 85% of that movie. And then when she talks, he's like, oh yeah, that's Zendaya. I, I know Zendaya. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, Zendaya? Got it. Uh, and the Green Knight is runner-up. I'm sorry. Uh, he It could have lived on, but <laughs> you've offered it as a sacrifice unto the year. Any movies mentioned in contention that are not the winner get deleted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay. There's a lot of Green Knight content out there if you're looking for it. <laughs> the movie was good. Wait, are we also getting rid of all of Sir Gowan stuff in all of history no. or just the movie? Okay. No, just the uh, the David Ayer. That's not his name. That's not, that's not even close to being the director. No. Just the A24's uh, Green Knight. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for Dune. I'm very sad for No Way Home because... As we on this podcast have discussed, you and I are both huge Spider-Man heads. We're going to uh, need to carve out a just a random a random date in January to do a supplemental reading on No Way Home. We really do. I can't not talk about that movie. I can't stop yeah. thinking about it. I'm, that and Dune still live in my head rent-free. It's a shame because I walked out of that movie uh, t- and turned to Jamie and I said... Uh, so when are we seeing it again? Now I'll never get the chance because it'll be forgotten and struck him from the zeitgeist forever. But I'll still have my memories. So we'll still do that supplemental reading. Yes. Uh, we will go based off of the memories. Now we pivot to the worst movie of 2021. Oh boy, this, this category. I don't know. <laughs> I I saw a lot of movies in 2021. I wanted to get back into my habit of seeing every movie that ever exists. Mm -hmm. But it turns out there's so many movies that came out this year that I didn't hear about at all. Yeah, I I tried to go back through and a lot of the like best pictures of 2021, like The Power of the Dog. Who's heard of The Power of the Dog? No idea what that is. And then at the beginning of the year, Netflix announced they were going to release a new movie every week. And then that's just way too many movies to keep track of. Absolutely. It's just too many films. Oh, I figured mine out. I got it. You got your worst? Yeah, easy. Yeah, I got my worst easy too. Uh, My worst film that I personally saw and can vouch for its atrocity. That's not a word. But it's Netflix's Red Notice. Red Notice. Interesting. Ryan Reynolds, The Rock. Ryan Reynolds. Whoa. That's is that. Did I did I have a stroke? What name did I just say? Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Gal Gadot. All star. And what must be the laziest, most tired, most cliche-filled heist adventure movie I've ever had the displeasure of watching. I have not seen Red Notice. I I agree that it seems like Red Notice was created by a machine learning algorithm that you fed the plots of a series of uh, successful Netflix films. Yeah. Uh, I only feel bad because you can't beat my worst and you're going to agree with me well now i'm waiting with bated breath i don't know what this could possibly be something that beats red notice hands down in my opinion for worst movie is of course space jam a new legacy that came out this year that came out this year 
Yeah, uh, hands down. Jesus Christ. That is, uh, yeah, that is the worst movie. You're right. That was this year. Talk about a fucking cash grab. That movie was so bad. I think I deleted it from my brain. Yeah, it was one of the the two movies. We had a an outdoor movie night at our house, one of which was Mortal Kombat, far and away the superior film to Space Jam, A New Legacy. There was that brief period of time where every time we went to your house, we watched a bad movie. Yeah, it's a shame. I We should go back to the time we watched Mad Max. That was a good movie. We should have done that. Yeah, no. Uh, fuck Space Jam, A New Legacy. That movie is right. horrible in every way weirdly enough i mean it ties to my best movie because it executes a a mechanic or a a story plot if if you will in a similar manner just in the worst way you possibly (laughs) could handle that yeah it's like the people who made space jam a new legacy looked at something like an avengers 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 uh endgame and they said oh we can do that and then there was like uh there was an announcer like they couldn't they couldn't. Yeah, the narrator. There's literally a moment in the movie where they talk about how incongruous and unlikable the concept of the movie itself is. Someone is pitching an idea of all Warner Brothers properties being available on one platform, and everyone's like, why would anyone why yeah, would and then they, want yeah. that? And then they did that, and then it was bad, and nobody liked it, and it was just like Looney Tunes and the NBA. That's all anyone ever asked for. We didn't want any of this other stuff. We didn't want the penguin in the background. We didn't want Pennywise cheering on the bad guys. Uh, I would love an inter... I want to have a podcast called Space Jam A New Legacy The Podcast, where every episode you interview one of the extras who had to dress up like a WBIP and cheer on lebron james yeah and then you get to talk to the design team it's like all right so you came up with like they're not called the monsters but you came up with the weird monster things talk talk us through the notes that you were given yeah you took the concept of monsters and made them weirdly hornier (laughs) for no reason right yeah okay yeah fuck that movie That movie was terrible, bad, and made me feel bad for having watched it, and for that reason, I I at least laughed a few times at how bad Red Notice was. I could only watch in disgust, as disgust? Disgust, as LeBron James unfortunately acted his way through what must be the most ill-conceived movie of our time. And with the death of Space Jam A New Legacy, we strike from the record the unfortunate truth that LeBron James hates gamers. No, it gets to live on an infamy. Oh, right. It lives in infamy. And then Red Notice is forgotten forever. You know what? Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Although they alluded to a sequel. (laughs) Of course they did. In the after credit scene? No, in the movie. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Oh, boy, did you stay for the after credit scene where The Rock puts on, like, a khaki safari shirt and gets on the Jungle Cruise? No, I didn't I didn't stick around for that. I Honestly, I checked out at the moment where Ed Sheeran showed up and somebody said, Oh, boy. Oh, it's Ed Sheeran. And he left the scene by saying, Bitch, I'm Ed Sheeran. And then I was like, okay. Great. 
That movie sounds like it truly sucks. It was not good, and I'm glad I never have to remember it again. Yes, you are free from your curse. So Dune Part 1 and Space Jam 2, the two movies from this year that will live (laughs) on in infamy for some reason. Oh no, though when you put it like that, at least Zendaya wasn't in Space Jam, A New Legacy. That we know Pennywise. Wait, no, wait, hold on. I believe she voiced Lola Bunny, am I wrong? I have no idea. I gotta look this up, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Zen- Once again, Zendaya is eating. Yeah, absolutely, Zendaya was Lola Bunny. Yep. So, Zendaya, in almost every movie we talked about tonight. <laughs> yeah. Was she in Red Notice? No, she was not in Red Notice. Hey, listen, Zendaya, get it. <laughs> get She's paid. making her money. She's making her money. No one can fault her. She is, after all, Michi. We started from Michi, now we're here. Now we're here, and now we leave the movie station and pull into the video game stop. Creow! Creow! Creow, coochie coo, coochie key. That was the door of the uh, best worst van opening. <laughs> I love doing onomatopoeias in my clear announcer voice. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. Best worst video game of 2021. Uh, I have a bit of a caveat. Okay. I don't believe I played a video game that came out in 2021. <laughs> I I want to piggyback on what you just said with a, a caveat of my own. As we've discussed pretty much every year we've done this, I don't really play what you would consider... I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I don't play what you would consider video games. <laughs> Uh, I certainly play video games. Um, however, I cannot remember the last time I played a video game that was released in the year we were discussing it, other than 2018's PlayStation Spider-Man. Right. Absolutely. And Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I agree 100%. So I am proposing that we change this category from best worst video game to best worst video game that we personally played. <laughs> Yes, I am absolutely okay with that. Uh, yeah. And so if my contender for the best video game that I played for 2021 is Miles Morales. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I It rhymes with the fact that we gave best video game 2018 to uh, the PS4 Spider-Man. And I would give that game of the year every year. <laughs> so imagine... A version of PS4 Spider-Man that is more streamlined, that has less annoying side objectives and more varied side objectives that all fall within similar categories but aren't literally the same thing every time. With a story that just moves, it sprints, you get there, and new and varied uh, combat abilities that shake up an already good robust combat system – You do all of those things, and you've got Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay, I need to ask you a very important question about Spider-Man Miles Morales. I am here to answer questions about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Does every enemy, much like in PS4's uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker, I guess, uh, do they also have hidden, like, days and web meters? So, like, if you fill up someone's, like, web capacity... By webbing them, and then you hit them, and they happen to hit any object, they get webbed to it? Yes. Okay, I'm on board. (laughs) You have less web-based gadgets? I mean, the Uh, web gadgets sucked. 
they weren't l- the web bomb was cool yeah electro web was cool and that's about See, it those have been replaced with new abilities like your venom sting and de- different abilities that work with that venom sting so uh you might web people up but Honestly, most of the time, you might just be stunning and shocking them with electricity. Man, Miles Morales is such a cool Spider-Man. He's very, very cool. Uh, wait, hold on. Is Peter Parker in this game at all? Yes, he is. Is he Tom Holland redo Peter Parker, or is he 2018 Spider-Man's Peter Parker? Unfortunately, he's Tom Holland God Reeves. damn it. I just yeah. don't know why they did that. He was a perfectly good Peter Parker. I liked him, uh, but... I can kind of see maybe why they did it because in my head, the original model was like, okay, this Peter Parker is like 35 years old. Yeah, that's and, and older th- Spider-Man. Yeah, and then you learn that the character is 20, 23, 25. Okay, yeah, I could see so that. So they did – they younged him down just a little bit. I, you're going to hear me pouring drink while I talk. Um, but that's why they changed the model. Uh, you know, I'm kind of used to it by now, uh, but – it doesn't matter because I'm probably going to be playing as Miles Morales whenever I can. I mean, honestly, whenever I get a PS5, I will buy that game because there is no video game other than some real, real nerd stuff that I pull out every once in a while that I take out just to 100% again. And I oh, have yeah. done that to 2018 Spider-Man multiple times. I have, uh, yeah, I've gotten the platinum trophy in both Spider-Man and Miles Morales. God, it's just good. My best video game. The, it's, can I guess? It's <laughs> you. You certainly can. I don't have a runner-up, but I have a thing to mention. Please. Oh, okay. I either know your your vote or the thing you want to mention. I know. Please, I'm I, gonna... I welcome the guess. What I'm going to say is going to fall into one of those two categories, but it's Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Uh, that is absolutely my vote for best video game that I played <laughs> in, in 2021. Because hear me out, Kingdoms of... Number one, it's a perfect joke. We've been talking about this shit on the podcast since before it was announced <laughs> that they were remaking this. We were, When I first moved to Austin, we were talking about this on your couch. I was regaling you with the insane story about how Kurt Schilling stole millions of dollars yes. from the state of Rhode Island. Yes, the baseball player, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know if there is a better story in video games than the story surrounding the creation of kingdoms of Amalur reckoning that is fascinating and in addition what came out of it is a video game that's like really fun to play and it's actually fun to play it was free on the playstation plus network uh last month i managed to pick it up and i've been playing through it and i gotta say it's actually fun it's just a genuinely, like, I've gotten farther now probably than I ever got playing it when it first released. And, like, my biggest selling point were I to describe this game to anyone. It is everything you want out of an MMORPG, except you never, ever have to worry about other people. Yeah. Like, it's it, paced well. The they areas made... are varied. The story has a lot going on. It's not good, but there's a lot going on, which is kind of all you really want from a right. fantasy story. And they made one vital change in, in the remaster that just changed the whole experience for me. Because uh, as somebody who, when I originally played it, did all of the side quests, I hit max level before even leaving like the first area. 
Yeah, the uh, the leveling was so blisteringly fast, which apparently there's like a there's like a dev horror story that the level the leveling was closer to what it's like now in the remaster. But apparently a lot of people in positions of power at whatever video game studio was making Kingdoms of Amal or Reckoning were like, no, people need to feel powerful. So you need to make them level up 10 times faster. That totally ruined the experience for me because as soon as I hit max level and I realized I cannot get any better, I lost all interest in playing the video game. Yeah, but now, like, the leveling's pretty much perfect, and the DLC's coming out. The DLC for a video game that was the result of embezzling money from the state of Rhode Island. And and the DLC is going to increase the level cap to 50. I'm, yeah. It's amazing. So it's great. I'm so excited. So good. I I see that's a really strong contender. I will contend, however. I do have one rebuttal. Mm. Does Kingdoms of Amala Re-Reckoning have Spider-Man in it? It does not, and it is for that reason that I yeah. must cast Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning into the void, uh, because, of course, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning still exists as... as uh, Honestly, it, it had a first chance, and it, this is its second chance, and sorry, buddy, not good enough to dethrone a spi- a, like what I might consider a perfect Spider-Man game. Yeah, and really all they did was make it run on modern hardware and and change the level, the leveling speed. There's serious fixes that need to be done to that game that were obvious that they did not have the budget or desire to do. Uh, I came across an item that was called like the Royal Handkerchief or something like that. And instead of like image art, you know, each each item has an individual icon. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a purple block that says need an image. Incredible. Uh, sometimes the enemies that have loot won't glow for 10 plus seconds after you kill them. Uh, sometimes if you're in a dungeon that requires a door to open after an event, it's about a 50, 50 chance, whether that door will actually open or not. Wow. You've had a lot of struggles with this game. Yeah. I am still going to play it probably for a hundred hours though. But I can't because I will forget it forever. Yeah. It is gone forever. And that brings us to the worst video game of all time. This is uh, all time. What the hell? (laughs) The worst video (laughs) game of 2021 that we personally played. Now, I have a little bit of a caveat. Mm. I did not play this game. Okay, totally fair. Um, But this game debuted and was so poorly done, was so bad was so poorly received that it is, I think, sitting at one of the lowest Metacritic ratings of all time. And that is, of course, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Uh, So my caveat to my worst is I have played all of these games for hundreds of hours, and they are (laughs) the first three Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, Looking at screenshots of the definitive edition... I am disgusted. I don't care how critically panned it <laughs> how, is. How are you going to call something the definitive edition and then make it look worse and run worse? My problem than the is like, it runs worse, but like if you look at screenshots of it, I have no idea what they did 
to upscale these textures because sometimes it looks like they're like running a smoothing algorithm over it. Sometimes it looks like they had someone who didn't speak English, which isn't a bad thing, but like if you're translating things with English text, they have like someone who doesn't naturally speak English go through and just like pop in new textures, like completely changing jokes. Like there's a, there's like a big, like, uh, there's a giant nut, right? And there's a joke about like nuts because GTA's dumb, but they just smoothed every corner of the nuts so it's just a circle. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no. It, it reminds me of that time uh, in our recent history when uh, there was a famous picture of Jesus Christ and somebody came along and they restored it and they restored it to the point where you couldn't even recognize the the, the portrait anymore. Absolutely, it is it is the uh, it is the fuzzy Jesus of video games. Absolutely, yeah. That there are side by side comparisons of the original game of this definitive edition, and then what modders have been able to do on PC. And it, it looks like you know, of course, the original looks like it's from the time period it's released in. And the modders make it look like it, how it might look if it was released today. And then in the middle, you've got this definitive edition that looks like literal kindergarten te- kids so, got their hands on a game. We we are definitely in agreement about the worst video game of 2020. Oh, well, oh. So, oh. Yeah, no. The, that is my worst. Okay. Then, yes, it absolutely wins. I have no emotional attachment to these games, but... I, I got to play uh, a remaster of a, of, of a series that I really love, um, the Mass Effect series. The Legendary Edition came out. I don't remember when. It might have been this year. Um, <laughs> but I got to play that and re-experience everything that I loved about those games. And I would want that for anybody who liked Grand Theft Auto. But it seems as though that's out of the cards yeah, because I, they botched it. I, I would... I've I've also heard that remaster is really good, and I've been meaning to actually play Mass Effect three for quite some time. So maybe I'll buy it. Uh, the something that I want to say, and I won't belabor this too much, yeah. but like video games kind of seem to be the only space where this shit happens, right? So right. like Grand Theft Auto three, Vice City, and San Andreas. I have uh, extreme emotional connections to those games. Uh, I was obsessed with them. I played them for like hundreds, if not thousands of hours, uh, obsessed with Grand Theft Auto at the time. Uh, and I feel like they are an indelible part of the video game landscape. They are probably within the top Grand GTA three, at least is maybe within the top five most influential video games ever made in history. It, it is, it's not a work of art by any means, but it's why we're where we are now. So like, Video games are the only places where, like, we're going to keep making versions of games, but they're going to look increasingly different from how they looked. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, we're releasing these three Grand Theft Auto games, and they look exactly the fucking same as they did. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with them looking exactly the same. We don't, like, release movies every ten years with newer, younger actors. No, we don't. We don't, and, like, you know, yassify Clint Eastwood and the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> oh like, no. we, we respect things for how they were at the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. Like, I, this is the thing I want to talk about and advocate for. Uh, a Christmas present I just got is this thing called an Anbernick. 
Uh, it is a, a Chinese-made thing that is in the form factor of a Game Boy, and you can put uh, old video games on it. That sounds pretty cool. And the entire thing is like, it doesn't smooth anything out. Everything is meant to look how it looked. Uh, and it is a, a fantastic gaming experience. I can't put the thing down. I love it. But the important thing is they play exactly how they would play on the systems they're from. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like Nintendo right now, they're doing this thing where you can sign up for like a, a premium membership of their online services and you get N64 games that you can download. Only they don't run as well as they ran on the N64 because it's ran on emulators that do poor jobs of emulating the games they're supposed to emulate. Even like, so emulators can be done right, but as someone who's a big fan of emulators, there was a huge split kind of in the timeline around the time people started to emulate PlayStation games. Because there was one side that was like, if we have access to this newer hardware, we want to do like GL smoothing and we want to like make everything look better. And there were other people like, no, make it look how it looked, like keep the pixels. And I'm a keep the pixels guy. I I want things to look how they looked and run well. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just like not remastering everything about grand theft auto just to make a buck just re-release it or make a new game don't do this yeah don't do a worse job as a cash grab that doesn't Uh, make anyone happy i don't know i i care a lot about video games even though i never fucking play them and i think it's like the one art form with the least amount of respect for its history and i don't know where that's gonna get us well, especially if people keep doing poor jobs of trying to keep the uh, the really good games in the in the public discourse. Absolutely, and it's for that yeah. reason that we cast Grand Theft Auto: The Trilogy Definitive Edition to hell. Yes, where it belongs forevermore. And now we turn the time. We turn the time. Is that something we do? We turn our clocks backwards to talk about the best worst. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Uh, to talk about the best and worst. I'm being tickled. TV right? show of 2021. Yes, turn back the clocks to the year we are in. Right. Um, I don't think my best TV show of 2021 uh, came out this year. Well, here's my question. Is best TV show of 2021 does that mean show that came out in 2021 or show that had a new season in 2021 oh yeah no a, a new season can count okay sure. good okay. I don't know if a new season came out this year but it became it got added to a streaming service and I was able to watch it this year okay so the best TV show we watched in 2021 uh, yeah for lack of a better thing uh my best TV show that I watched this year is a little animated show on Disney Plus called The Owl House. Oh, uh, yes. the I That has been recommended to me by every person who knows my whole thing. Yeah. This was a show that we were looking for a new, like, Adventure Time, because uh, we loved Adventure Time, and it was just like a little digestible kind of show you could just put on, and they're like, oh, that was pretty fun. And then it hit you over the head with feelings, and then you're like, oh, now I'm emotionally invested. Uh, that sums up the Owl House. <laughs> is is it closer to an Adventure Time or closer to a Gravity Falls? It is somewhere right in between. 
Okay, uh, that sounds it, good. Yeah, it starts out with largely, you know, unconnected sort of things. There's a there's a something that kicks off the whole premise, and then you're just kind of in it, and then progressively it progresses further. How do I say this? I Are think you an aware... argument could be made that Gravity Falls would have done the same thing if they weren't on a very t- a very tight schedule to wrap it up. Right. Are you aware of the genre of anime um, known as isekai? I don't know what that... Uh, what does that mean? Isekai loosely translates into... Uh, transported into another world. Uh, no, I am not familiar with it. Is that like that one about a guy who goes into a restaurant and then he goes to another world or leaves a restaurant and then goes, I don't yeah. watch much anime. There, okay, well, there, there's a lot of famous animes like, uh, there's, um... Oh, Digimon! Digimon is an isekai. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, it, yeah. well, that one goes back and forth. Normally, isekais are like, a, a person dies in one world and is resurrected in another world where they are now, you know, expected to be the hero. Oh, so, so like kind of, Bleach, but not really. Not like Bleach, more so like uh, um, Konosuba or your uh, Shield Heroes or that time I was resurrected as a slime. Uh, <laughs> All of these could be 100% made up. They are not. But this is an isekai, and like a Western isekai, a Western transported into another world. Um, where our protagonist finds herself in a magical world where magic exists, where trolls and elves and all tor- sorts of monsters exist, and she is the only human. And uh, she learns a lot of life lessons along the way, and it's just very wholesome, very friendly. It's like a more friendly, wholesome Adventure Time or Gravity Falls. But is it as this is me being a shithead? So here we go. Accept this. Is it as unbearably saccharine as a Steven Universe? Because I, no. I appreciate Steven Universe and I love dearly the people who like it. But it's just I don't like not, Steven Universe. It's just not for me. Steven Universe is a terrible show for terrible people. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know that I'd go that far, but it is a little too. Uh, it's a little too treacly for me. Yeah, no, it's not like that at all. It's just. You're you're in the 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 uh, the point of view of like a preteen girl who's learning magic and learning. God, I love sh- I love anything about someone learning magic along the way. It's very fun. It's very good, um, and it's going to wrap up soon, unfortunately, because the executives at, at Disney Animation don't know what the fuck they have. They're like, we need a show. We we need a show about Groot. Uh, no, the tragedy is like. All of these shows that get big on, like, the internet, they skew to older demographics, and the executives are like, sorry, you're popular, but not with a demographic we wanted to hit, so we're going to cancel you. Because yeah, you're, you're not right with the standing up in a crib looking at the TV demographic. Oh, yeah, it's so – it's messed up to me because it's like, oh, you're really popular. But we really wanted you to be popular with, like, <laughs> this group over here, yeah. and even though you are making us money – you're canceled because it's the wrong people you're attracting. You're not hitting the right success metrics. So it, one, of my, one of my biggest pains in television history, Teen Titans got canceled because it was getting more popular with girls than it was getting popular with boys. 
ridiculous. That is the only reason it was canceled. That is unbelievable. That infuriates me. <laughs> I I cannot. I mean, as someone who loves to make money, I can't imagine the rationale there. I don't understand at all. Uh, and I know there's a lot of big contenders in this category. I, I know that I, it's going up against some heavy hitters. And I agree that some of these shows that we might mention might deserve this spot more. But for my money, The Owl House was the best show I watched this year. I am definitely moved by your characterization of the Owl House. I definitely want to watch it. The, uh, the Really, the only animated show I watched this year is Arcane, which was great, uh, but is uh, very bleak. I'd say it's kind of an anti-Owl House. Uh, however, my best show of 2021. Uh, it's going to be tough for me to not fight for it. I hear you. Uh, but it is, of course... Uh, the third and most recent season of Succession. Yes, I knew it. I, I, it is, I knew it going in. The thing is, Henry, there's no better show on television, and yeah. season three was far and away the best season of this show. Season three. You can't even talk about season... It's a, it's a it Spider-Man moved, No Way Home. It moved so quickly that it was over before I was ready for it to be over. Yeah, it also ended two episodes early, uh, yeah. because most of those, I think both of the previous seasons were 11 episodes. No, three episodes early, right? I don't know. It, 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 I just know it hit like a train. Yeah. The things that happened were insane. I thought we were going to get just from the last season, like, you know, a, a big old battle drawn out. But what we got instead was different, not worse, just more realistic and i don't know the acting on that show is phenomenal the the acting is there so uh jeremy strong who plays kendall roy was recently uh profiled in like a vanity fair piece or whatever about how his about his process and how he lives and a lot of people excoriated him for being a method actor and like being picky about restaurants or whatever but i mean dude's like a supremely talented and wealthy british actor like i'm not gonna I'm not going to say he shouldn't live whatever life he lives, but he takes the role seriously. He's a phenomenal fucking actor. Uh, but every every performance in this season was amazing. Uh, to your point, it moved at a breakneck pace. Uh, I don't know. It's an intoxicating show. And you know something is written well when you're watching it, and the only thought you can have is, oh, of course, like... I, I can't believe I thought it was going to go this way because this is the only thing that ever could have happened. Right. The writers are much smarter than I am. Yeah, I don't even know how they do it. the The writers are so good. Those I don't even the, know where the team sh- of the team yeah. of British people who write that show are so smart. I don't know where their show came from. Like it, it's just out of the blue, a bolt from the blue, and it, it, it's it's modern day King Lear, Game of Thrones with with business terms and boardroom meetings in a way that I'm sure I am making out to sound boring, but I trust me, it is anything but. Yeah, it is. Honestly, the the way that I can explain Succession is that Allison uh, 
really doesn't care for it. She th- she thought it was just kind of boring and then like mean people in suits. But every time an episode of Succession is on, she cannot help but watch it. It is yeah. it is magnetic. It is a tremendous show. Now, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, my usual defense isn't going to work here because, unfortunately, uh, Spider-Man is not in either of these shows. To the best of our knowledge, no. Yeah. Um. All right. How do you how do you defend undoubtedly what is the greatest drama on television currently um, against a coming of age animated show about a girl learning magic in a magical world that has the venerable Wendy Malick in it? How? I mean, <laughs> it's tough to beat Wendy Malick. I I don't know that I can let Succession go. Oh no, is this going to be the first ever unearned draw? <laughs> because I feel like there's a clear winner here, but I'm stubborn. <laughs> Listen, I, I think we've actually had draws before. I know, I don't think this is earned. Oh, it's absolutely unearned. Uh, I think Owl House sounds neat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but like, I, I'm sorry. I apologize to to um, D- Dana Terrace, the creator. Um, and I no, apologize. I can't. I can't do this because the lineage of Owl House is one that we have long on this podcast stood by. The, yeah, the, the Alex Hirsch School of Animation. The Alex Hirsch School of heartfelt storytelling and animation cannot die, and oh, no. I will accept a tie. <laughs> A tie. I will All accept right. a tie between because we can't let listen. We we made our nut off of Alex Hirsch on this podcast. <laughs> we we cannot to to quote Logan Roy. We made our nut with Alex Hirsch on this podcast. We cannot let him and his friends and his significant others down. Right. So I, you I heard it here first. Owl House as good as Succession. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck off. Yes, the Disney animated show. The Owl House should have just as many prestigious acting awards as Succession. That's right. Let's move on. Worst television show of of 2021 that we personally watched. I'm just going to come out and say it. Mm. There's a little bit of context here. Uh, This is not the show that I'm nominating. But Netflix had a show called Jupiter's Legacy come out Already sounds great. Uh, about a world of superheroes and uh, the whole premise of that show is that the the first generation of superheroes is retiring and the next generation, I don't know, it was canceled. Uh, so forget that show. Oddly enough, though, Netflix announced that the universe of that show will continue on in spinoff shows. And one of those spinoff shows is a little animated, anime-inspired a show called Super Crooks. Uh huh. It has to be the worst show on Netflix I think I've ever watched in my entire life. Oh boy! Specifically, so Super Crooks is your is your bet? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've never even heard of Super Crooks. Yeah, it's set in the same world as Jupiter's Legacy or whatever, uh, but it is just such a weird. It is a look. And it is it, it is doing a lot of things at once. It is trying to, one, represent 
American culture. Two, represent superheroes and supervillains. And three, be a high series. And somehow it manages to fail on all three of those. Oh, no. That's a... I'm not going to watch that. Don't. If you want to watch what Super Crooks wants to be, watch The Boys. Yeah, I also don't really want to watch The Boys. And if you don't want to watch The Boys, watch Invincible. Like, there are so many better takes at American oh, culture superheroes. Invincible for, ve- for best show? Invincible was amazing. I, I, sh- I really struggled with that one. Man, Invincible was great. It was good. It was really good. Um. Yeah, worst TV show is tough for me. I don't want to kick a show while it's down and say Cowboy Bebop because it just get canceled. And I know a lot of people like really put their heart and souls into that production, even though I didn't care for it. I didn't watch it. Sorry. You can't improve on perfection. Yeah. You don't watch it. It's, I mean, whatever. A lot of people I, really I, cared I and it's, it's yeah. tough to make something that. Well, it's just, it, it's one of those things where the idea was flawed from the get go because why, why would you tr- try to do that? That would be like, I, I don't know. I don't, there's not, there's so few things that are perfect and Cowboy Bebop is like the perfect anime. Yeah, I would. I could. You can improve Trigon. I'll, I'll. I'll give you that. And I love Trigon. Cowboy Bebop is is perfect. I mean, it's Cowboy Bebop and Paranoia Agent. Like you just can't really get better than those no. two things, right? Uh, so, what's uh, your worst? Here's here's my worst. We're taking it local, and I I will explain. My worst show of 2021 is, of course, Twenty Somethings Austin. Oh my God, you've watched it. Here's the thing. I can't bear to. <laughs> It has been it. on in my house for oh, no. <laughs> for it has been on my house for hours. You oh know. no! My significant oh, no. other, my fiance, is watching Twenty Somethings Austin, and the show may be good. The show may be quite good. Oh my uh, god! I just know that I have an intense hatred for three things. <laughs> One of them uh, is overly lurid overly produced reality shows oh god the other thing that i cannot stand is 20 somethings right the third thing i cannot stand is people moving to austin with a right. hat and a dream no oh my god no um and it has been on and every time i'm around and it's on and i don't know that i have expressed this to my fiance i am filled with like a seething boiling rage like yeah. it is a perfect combination of things i cannot stand to watch and i know that i'm i'm a grumpy asshole and it's not this is not like a fun character trait of mine that these things rub me the wrong way but i hate that show oh my gosh um this is one of the, so Jamie will tell you there's there's certain shows on Netflix I will tease. They her decided with. there was a shot in a supermarket, like a Sprouts or something, and they said, "Oh, we're gonna keep the shot in where like they all stand around with shopping carts, being like, I'll get the beans. We need to get some taco shells.' And then they just fuck that show. Taco shells? Are they eight? Are they eight? It's okay. It's fine." There are a number of shows on Netflix that I'll tease Jamie with. Uh, she'll, you know, ask her. She'll tell you. One there's, of those. There's a guy who's doing stand-up comedy. Okay, what, there's a guy who here? does stand-up. What is happening there's here? a guy who does. Let me tell comedy. my anecdote. And they talk about him going to a comedy club, and he goes to a little Woodrow's. 
That's not a comedy club. That's a no, restaurant. It's a sports bar. Okay. That's not please. even a sports bar. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, – yeah, it's a sports bar. Yeah, tell You're absolutely anecdote. right. Sorry. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Best worst 2021. Fuck off. 20-somethings is one of the shows I tease my wife with. That was it. That was it. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, we should watch this because we live here. And every time she's like, no – that's how, that was the whole story. It was going to be yeah. funnier, but you kept interrupting. Okay, I'm just saying it's really bad. I don't like it. I'm uh, sure these kids are fine. Did they did they really say taco shells? Yeah, taco shells, like hard taco shells. Well, they shouldn't be on a show with Austin in the name. Yes, absolutely. Any, we are we are a soft taco city. We are it's, we are tortillas the, all the way. I mean, there are a million reasons why housing prices are going up in Austin. It just galls me that housing prices in Austin are going to continue to go up because of this gormless, unenjoyable show about these gormless, unenjoyable people who are probably fine kids who will have fine lives and be much more successful than I am. I Uh, feel like if there was a show called 20-somethings where we used to live, whoops, spoilers. Doxed Uh, us. Doxed us. If there was a show called that and it featured us, like, I feel like we wouldn't even watch. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, we're not we're not attractive and we don't have well, aspirations just, of doing stand-up comedy well, did, and graphic well, design or whatever. Well, yeah, at 20, we had nothing going on because I don't think any 20-year-old, barring, like, the ones that get super famous, no 20-anything has anything going on. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I feel like this gets into a territory where I start to, like, judge people's lives. And I I will admit that my dislike of this show comes from, like, a negative, unearned place. But I cannot shake it. I need to go to therapy over how I feel about 20-somethings Austin. To, uh, you you do. To to make my defense, I am trying, I'm going to, yes, I have found the OPA, the opening for Super Crooks. And I'm going to send it to you, and you're okay. going to watch it, and then you're going to agree that this is the worst show that came out this year. All right. Do, uh, is it that MIA song? All we want to do is shoot, 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 and ka-ching. That would be better. I put it in the the Zencaster oh, chat. Oh, I see, I see. For a change. I was looking at our many chats. Let me just uh, watch this. Yikes. Oh, no. Ah, I kind of like it. It's okay. Wait. No, I don't like it anymore. No. What is her butt doing? <laughs> no. No, I don't like it. You know what this... This animation style weirdly reminds me of Mind Game. Oh, it is kind of Mind Game, isn't it? Huh. Yeah, no, I don't like this. It's not rotoscoped. Like, I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. No, this is this is I watched the whole series. Uh why? I'm why a did you do this? I'm I glutton for pain. Since we can admit that my distaste for 20 somethings Austin is unhealthy and probably has something to say about me, I think Super Crooks is more objectively bad. Yeah. Uh for the record, the opening is like two minutes and five seconds long, and I think John maybe made it to fifty seconds. Yeah, I uh, I skipped around a bit, but yeah, not for bad. me. It is not bad. for me. And for that, uh, it is the worst show of 2021. And I honestly hope nothing more comes from the Mark Miller verse. 
Isn't Mark Miller pretty problematic? I know nothing about the person, and I, I, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn. All I know is the art that he created in this one show was bad. Yeah, I feel like he's got some stuff going on. He might look it up. I, I, maybe I could do a quick Google. No, no, no. To. It's really it's fine. It's fine. Uh, oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of Frank Miller, perhaps. Oh, the the famous comic guy Frank Miller. Yeah, I think Frank Miller had like an Islamophobic short run of a comic. It's fine. Well, you know, nine eleven happened. Lots of stuff yeah. happened, and Super Crooks happened. Not anymore. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hopefully, it's. It, Unfortunately, it lives on. Oh infinite. yeah, actually, why do we do that? Oh, because we're dumb. Because it's dumb. the it's the unfortunate side effect of our powers. Yeah, is we have to live in a universe of ultimate dualities where yeah. only the best versions of things and the worst versions of things exist. We live in a world of of extremisms. We live in a world of black and white, like it's a wonderful life. Yes, yeah. should Boy. all the acquaintance be forgot i never knew until i watched that with subtitles on recently with you in the room it's not old acquaintances it's all the acquaintances that song has a fascinating a fascinating (laughs) a fascinating it has a fascinating uh kind of vocabulary history for where that song comes from we'll get into it some other time because now it's time for our first randomly generated category of the night Picking exclusively from the new categories this year. Uh, Give me, as always, as tradition, give me some robotic beep boops. All right, our first category for this particular branch. Best worst, COVID variant. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a weird thing to be able to do since there are indeed so many different variants that we can pick individually a best and a worst one. Yeah. I mean, listen, COVID's had – it's been a productive year for COVID. <laughs> They're churning out new ones yeah. every, every time. Classic SARS-CoV-2. Over yeah. here. Um, I'm going to say the best variant of COVID. Now, I guess I'm not going to cop out here. I could very well cop out and say one of the ones I didn't hear about, y- you know, heckle, heckle, yike, yike, yike. Um, I'm going to go out on an un- uneducated limb here and say that uh, Omicron is the best COVID variant because it doesn't seem to be as deadly Although it is more widespread, this is where the ignorance comes in. So, uh, yes, I believe there are two kind of deli- – there's a delineation in COVID variants where there's like there's a, there's like monitored variants, interesting variants, and concerning variants. I think that's what the CDC says. Okay. Uh, and I think the only concerning variants in 2021 were a Delta and Omicron. Right. Uh, so uh, of of which, considering it seems like as variants continue, transmissibility increases, but v- 
symptoms seem symptom intensity seems to vary. Yes, Omicron seems very transmissible with not as bad symptoms, but with the same like viral load. So you get the same immunity from having Omicron as you would from having like a worse form of COVID. Right. So yes, I agree. Omicron is the best one that I've heard of this year. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the stipulations are like, we don't hear of every Greek letter delineation that's out there. Um, and we really only hear about the ones that are potentially bad because they're more widespread. Um, but as somebody who got sick recently and then only after getting better, did the symptoms of the Omicron variant become publicly known and may have, as a person who may have had Omicron COVID and not even known it, I will say this is, this is the best variant I've heard of. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, at this point, since we're settling into endemicity with COVID, you kind of just have to hope that you never get it and you keep getting boosted or you get Omicron. Right. And I, I mean, we took both of us in this household took the, the COVID test and it came back negative for the mm-hmm. record. Uh, but then we were reading the symptoms when they when they became publicly known and it was everything we had gone through in the past two weeks. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's an interesting I mean I here's here's something that I don't know that we're going to have time to talk about. Maybe there's something on this list, but like vaccines came out this year. Oh, what a fantastic release. There was also the January yeah. 6th capital attack. Uh, well, and yeah. also that winter storm that killed 700 people in Texas at least, but yeah, vaccines I mean, came out this year. Yeah talk about like a ray of sun especially that like short period in july where everyone had gotten their second oh, dose man. like yeah. that, that may july infinite <sighs> summer where you were going out every day and your I, businesses yeah. were opening back up and you're drinking so much and hugging so many people and everything was okay for like two months yes i do remember that and then the worst covid variant <laughs> yes. of the year came out absolutely the- delta ended it for us all yeah specifically because of what you just said because there was a blissful window into a normalized world where it seemed like everything was gonna be okay we were all getting back to normal yeah and then uh, everything is normal the thing you is, keep hearing about this stuff happening in india and you're like yeah but you know i'm not paying too close attention because i've been too bummed out for a year yeah and, and the thing is like the reason why delta was was the worst really doesn't have much to do about the virus. It has much to do with our fatigue, our pandemic fatigue, Uh, because like Delta came back and the numbers, the numbers when Delta came back were higher than anything pre shutdown. Like they, they were, they were so high and yet there was no public response at all. I mean, Delta broke me. As someone who, like, I'm a responsible person who will get every vaccine I can get, except it's impossible to get Pfizer. (laughs) I can't get, we couldn't schedule boosters. They were all, they were all booked up before Christmas. So I'm not boosted, but Delta broke me because I was very good during like the covid year like oh yeah i i was i stayed in all the time i had a pod of people who were very very safe i was one of those pods i only hung out with 
maybe six people in my life for a year who I knew yeah. were safe and I trusted. And if I ate somewhere, it was like outdoors at a restaurant that I knew was being like not shitty about COVID. Yeah. And like, no. <laughs> that was fr- <sighs> Delta was in full swing. And I remember we, we pulled into our favorite Mexican restaurant and called it and said, Hey, we're here for curb- curbside pickup. And the, the person on the phone was like, Oh, we don't do curbside pickup anymore you have to come in and i was like but but the numbers are worse than any time during when you did curbside it made no sense i so delta broke me because i was so good for a year and then we had that blissful infinite summer yeah and it was incredible and then delta happened and then some places started to shut back down. Some places started to like open and a lot of people continued the like hoax narrative, which is bullshit. And I started to like have the thought that a lot of people I think started having in the pandemic before I did where I was like, you know, instead of locking down again for an indeterminate amount of time, I'd rather just die. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, it's not that I said like, Oh, I'm sick of it. And I started doing everything. Like I was still safe. But Delta was the one where I was like, I only have a certain amount of bandwidth to care as much as I have for the last year. What, like, it, I, it, yeah. I'm going to be responsible, I, we were... but I just can't, I can't do this again after, after seeing what my life could be. And, and we were also vaccinated at that point. So it's like, at that point, it's like, well, if you don't get vaccinated, then that's on you. Yeah. You, you know, like there, it, it, it like it became a time of like, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here because I, I did what I was supposed to do. And in the spite of this new variant, like I'm protected. And you people who are yelling at me for wearing a mask, you're not protected. And if you die, that's kind of your fault. Yeah, it it was also the that period of time where like no one knew what the rules were anymore and we're still kind of in that and that's why like I think that I personally was able to feel better in early days of COVID because I'm like, yeah, there's a protocol. And if you follow the protocol, you can feel good that you're like doing the right thing. And now, especially after Delta, like what the fuck's the right thing? Omicron makes it even more complicated to know what the right thing to do is. And I have I would like to propose something to you. I'm here to receive proposals. We have never bent our powers in such a way. Oh, 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 what is happening? But I would like to say that the worst COVID variant is, of course, the Mu variant. Oh, what? The the Mu variant, which was a variant... Wait, hold on. (laughs) Yes, it is looking to be monitored but does not appear to be a huge threat so i would like to say that the mu variant is the worst form of covid so that delta can be forgotten forever (laughs) okay so oh okay so mu was one in between delta and omicron it, they're they're apparently just monitoring it, so it actually might be it might be way worse. There's like twelve different ones that they're currently monitoring. Do you want to take the risk of saying Mu is the worst and then have it come true? Uh, you know what? Let's just say Delta. Fuck it. Yeah, learn Delta's, from our lessons. Let's say Delta yeah. is the worst one. I'm I'm not even writing Mu down. Uh, Delta was the worst one because it. It, se- it honestly seemed like we were going to get out of this all right. Like, it was going to be all right. And then 
then that shit happened. Yeah, it was a nightmarish six months, but oh, those two months. Man. Oh, oh. those two months. It was incredible. I, remember, I was going back to the movies again. Yeah, I so at no point did I stop wearing a mask, but I remember like going to the movies during that time and they had the buffer seating and I'm like, this feels safe. This feels good. I, I appreciate the extra elbow room. The the well, I shouldn't say Lebensaran, but I will. <laughs> um, that's a World War II joke. Oh, I uh, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. Maybe you had to be there. Um, but yeah, I appreciated that. And then I, I don't know. Yeah, Delta just kind of ruined everything. It was bad. Uh, but thank you to, I think, believe it was a, a good friend of ours who sent that in, that suggestion. She'll never hear us thank her because I don't think she listens. But thank you for submitting that. Um, and let's move on to our next randomly generated category. John, if you will. Beep, beep, produce... beep, 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 I feel like I do Super Mario noises every time. I'm kind of just letting you go. Oh, Battletoads. All right. Our next randomly generated category in the fifth on our list tonight. Best worst pet parent moment. Pet parent moment? Is that the moment where we petted our parents or the moment where we parented our pets? <laughs> I'm so fucking funny. So fucking funny fucking wordplay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pa- the, the, parented our pets. Yes, the best moments. We both, I don't know if anyone knows this. Uh, both John and I in 2021 became parents to a pair of puppies uh, separately, but equally. Um, can't say that. Uh, but uh, yes. You, you can't. <laughs> you cannot say that. We both became parents of pets. Uh, of course, there's Deli, who is my sweet dog daughter. And there's Leo, who's uh, John's uh, sweet, in quotes, dog son. He is uh, just a stinky <laughs> Fart tube. Also, Deli's sweet in quotes. Deli sucks just as much as Leo yeah, does. Yeah, I know. Deli is a monster. They're uh, they're both monsters. The thing is, Deli is like a flying monster, and Leo is like a burrowing monster. One is terrible in the air, and one is terrible on the ground. Yes. And rather than compete here, I think we should just list our best pet moments, because it's it would be son versus daughter. Yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't make any sense to compare the two. We'll we'll admit to ties on best at least. Yeah, right. Um, and if I have to name one, I, I think the best parent moment I've had is um, I don't know. It's weird. It all kind of runs together. Yeah, it. Uh, I definitely know what mine is with Leo because it was recent. Oh, that's that must be nice having a a, a dog to actually behaves. Um, I think the best pet parent moment I've had, it involves you. Okay. I've never had a dog 
One, learn tricks. Two, learn fetch. Three, be really good at tricks and fetch. Uh-huh. And uh, so all of these moments combined, I have a dog that can do tricks and play fetch. That's awesome. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it does not hurt that both of our dogs are really, really, really smart. And I'm not just like saying that from a from like a dumb fur baby asshole thing. Like our dogs are genuinely smart. They are so intelligent. Uh, Deli has learned, and I I think any dog is capable of this, but Deli has learned where her food comes from. And when she is hungry, she will walk up to the receptacle and, and she won't try to get the food, but she'll nudge the lid so that it raises up and slams down so that we can hear it. And she can remind us, hey, you didn't feed me. Yeah. Uh, Leo is Leo is very smart. He knows where things are. We I only had to teach him not to bark at the doorbell twice. And then he's like, got it, boss. Don't bark. No. Uh, nice. He's, he's, he's very smart. Both of them take to tricks really easily. Uh, let me tell you my best moment because it was recent. Uh, so I just got a tattoo. And... When I first got the tattoo, you know, it has this like Saniderm thing on it. So it's gas permeable, but water can't get in. And I went to like put Leo's leash on to take him outside and do the whole thing. And I was putting his leash on. He was hopping up and down and having fun. I was like keeping my arm away from him because I had a massive open wound that I chose to put on my body. And he stopped jumping up and down, like looked at my arm and smelled it. And I guess he smelled that I was bleeding. And then he like immediately calmed down and looked really serious. And, <laughs> and then like, he oh like, oh my God, what happened to you? And then he kept like trying to lick it or nudge at it and like get to it to be like, hey, let me see. You need, you need help. And then when I took him outside uh, and we would, I, I've been training him on like loose leash walking. But every time I went outside that day with my tattoo, he stayed like super close to me and like circled around me. And I think he was trying to make it so like a hawk wouldn't get me. Oh, yeah. Like he's he, like, he was, uh, he, yeah. he was like, a shark is going to smell that blood and get you. I know like, about sharks. There's definitely, like, there were squirrels in our backyard, and you would, like, run up to the squirrels to scare them off, and then just come back to me and lay down next to me, like, hey, don't worry, I, I took care of that guy. He's not gonna, <laughs> those, th- those, that squirrel's those, not gonna kill you today. Those thieving shark squirrels, they're gone now. Yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's very dumb, but he's very loyal, and dogs are heartbreaking, and we don't deserve them. We do not. Uh, but the good news is, uh, we have them. Yes, we we certainly have them. Now, worst pet parent moment. The worst pet parent moment comes to me very easily because I still bear the scars from it. Um, But there was a dog living next door to us for a brief period of time, and they seemed very friendly through the fence. And we we made the decision, hey, these dogs should meet. Uh, And that ended – that night ended with uh, me and two friends uh, visiting an ER – because a dog fight broke up, broke out, and we didn't know the correct way to stop a dog fight. So there were people interjecting hands and arms in between two snarling, biting dogs. Oof. Um, and, uh, I mean, I still hear the screams in I, uh, a horrible way that I don't think I'll ever shake. But that has to be the worst pet parent moment I've had. 
Uh, dogs are great. I was actually reliving this story, explaining. Me and Allison were talking about like, are, are there any animals we're afraid of? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, dogs. Uh, because I've been attacked by a dog, and I love dogs to death, but like, uh, seeing a dog like inflict violence or inflict violence on you is life changing because they are large, angry animals, and it creates a neural pathway where you remember that forever because the brain is meant to remember things that attack it. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I mean. It, it was, and like the, the the physical pain I felt was nothing close to just the echoes of the sounds. Yeah, that just vibrate within me. And like I'm happy, De- Delhi has never even come close to being in a situation like that again. Mm-hmm. But that has to be like, man, I, I've owned dogs my like not my entire life, but for a lot of my life, and never once has I have I seen a dog get into a fight. Yeah, it's uh, it's truly the worst. Mine is not even Leo. Uh, my the worst, worst pet parent. Yes, it is not Leo. Oh, who was it? Uh, it is our cat Bean. Because oh, of Bean. course, during the historic winter oh, freeze in Texas. Uh, Bean ate a daylily, which everyone assumed she would not do, <laughs> uh, and took almost every precaution to avoid the cat eating the daylily. And then she ate the daylily. Lilies are like super toxic to cats. Had to drive her to the emergency vet during the historic Texas freeze, during which my fiance's car, which is the only car we had at the time, like threw a rod <laughs> while we were driving her to the vet. Uh, and then she had to stay there for two days. It was like fourteen hundred dollars, and we had to get rid of the car. It was a it was a whole thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it early. That both of these moments were draws. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, both very very deeply unpleasant. Get pet insurance, folks, for for both of these things we're talking about. Yeah, or, or I mean, and don't go to uh, emergency rooms that are not affiliated with any healthcare service because they will charge you full price, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, uh, get get people insurance and pet insurance. Be insured, uh, and just make sure you research and you go to medical facilities that are actually in network. Yes, which is a thing you shouldn't have to do when you have something that requires an emergency room. But America, yeah. Now I was very upset. We went to this one particular place, and they just started out with, hey, we are not in any network. Great. Wait, like on purpose? (laughs) Then you're like, why? Why why? would you not be on? And it was obviously to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. That should not be allowed. Yeah, awful. Don't go to that place. Do your research while you're bleeding out. (laughs) I know, I know. I mean, I was just in a daze, like, and, and I don't, like. I mean, no, wrapped, hand wrapped and like I had to like shed my pants because they were covered in uh, fear, dog fear, uh-huh. to put it nicely. Listen, the, the thing is like when you're you can't make a rational decision when something like that is happening. And this place banks on that. Yeah. Uh, like, so, oh, you're in an emergency. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, so go to hospital emergency rooms, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Even though you can wait for like two hours at a hospital. It's fine. It's fine. Medical system rocks.
What the medical system? Yeah, it rocks. It's so oh, good. So good. I love living in this country. Speaking of living in this country, John makes some beep boot noises. Greep, 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 greep. You saying grape? Greep, grape, greep, grape, greep, greep. <laughs> Do the thing. I'm doing it. I just Greep. want you to. You're not doing making good enough noises. Beep. You happy? This is not okay. Fuck this off. Is... God, you suck at this. You beep, 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 beep. I'm a fax machine. Beep. The best and worst streaming service of 2021. 2016. Wait, number six. Why did I say 2016? Why did you say 2016? <laughs> the best and worst streaming service of 2016. Um, no, not of 2016. Uh, best worst streaming service. Yes, of 2021. You person of 2021. Uh, I've got my best and worst. Hold on, I'm doing the strikeout through uh, categories because I want this list to look good. I don't know. Leave me alone. I haven't. I, I, I've been Google thinking though. about this category a while, and I'm glad it came up. Um, very happy. This actually, this one came from one of my uh, one of the cousins who are old enough to be one of my aunts. Um, friend of the podcast, listens from California. Uh, thank you for submitting this. Um, the best streaming service for my money in 2021. I know none of uh, one of their shows have come up tonight, but none of the other shows have come up. Uh, Disney Plus mm-hmm. is the best streaming service out there. They just and the amount of content they have out, they have this nifty feature where they charge you extra money to see new releases. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. But then they've got these original little Marvel shows that none of them are good enough to talk about. <laughs> But together, they're very entertaining. Okay. Uh, so my best is also Disney Plus, pretty much for the exact same it. reason. In that we live in a horrible world of, of totally monopolized content. And only through that can something like Disney Plus exist. But like, there's, there's no bargain out there like Disney Plus. You want to watch all of... The Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, Disney yeah. Plus. You want to watch every single fucking episode of The Simpsons, Disney Plus. You want right. to watch The Mandalorian, the best show on television, Disney Plus. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and like, yeah, they're doing a lot of crazy things in the future that I guess can't count for this year. But the fact that they announced a continuation of the old X-Men cartoon from the 90s. Incredible. Insane. Who They're does giving that? us what we want. Makes no sense. That's like making a new se- season of Gargoyles. And I mean, maybe more importantly, the Disney Plus app just kind of works. It just works. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it looks great on a smart television that has like 4K or whatever. If you're rich like me, brag. We're all um, rich. We're all rich here. We're all rich. DuckTales, the new one that just ended this year. Very good show. I've heard yeah, uh, just a lot of good things coming to it. A lot of good things on it, like WandaVision, Loki, Winter Soldier, and Captain America. Uh, yeah, all, the, all those Marvel yeah. shows that you sink about 10 hours each season into watching, and then you're like, oh, that was okay. It was okay. They're all a good ride, you know? Yeah, they're a fun They're a fun ride, and at the end, you know, you watch something. Yeah, and, they, and then, you know, the last episode of every things. one of them. 
Yeah, the the last episode of each of these series totally ruins what what was in the series, but they're they're all fun to watch. Yeah, and what more could you want other than a few things? Plus, any Disney movie that comes out, you can make you can weigh your options. You don't have to see it in the theater because in less than two months, it'll be on Disney Plus. Yeah, and if you want to watch it the same time it's in the theaters, just pay that sweet thirty bucks to watch yeah. Mulan. I just no other streaming service out there has like, oh, this movies in theaters. It might come to a streaming service. Disney is like has a pipeline from theater to home theater. Yeah. Well, HBO kind of has that. Uh, yeah. Except but, it's at the same um, time. Actually, that, I don't think they're going to do that for a lot of new releases going forward. Uh, it, it ends. It ends December thirty first. Yeah, we're we're yeah. pretty much done with your your home dunes. That being said, XBO XBO Match. XBO Match. HBO Max is phenomenal and I think came out like this year too. Um uh just a ton of content, good runner up, but Disney Plus takes the cake. Are we ready to talk about our worsts? Yes, the worst one without a doubt in my mind. With no reservations, I say this with a with 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 the authority and the confidence of a person reciting a fact. It's Peacock. Oh, you mean you don't like the Peacocktober picks? Peacocktober was actually one of the better things <laughs> they came out with this year. Uh, other things they came out with this year is uh, crickets chirping. Mm-hmm. They got nothing. They have nothing. So I I kind of have two picks for mine. Okay. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to go with. Honorable nothing. mention. Yeah. Honorable mention for my worst is of course Paramount Plus or whatever it's called. Yeah, that was that I was going to say that too. Uh because what the fuck's on it? Star Trek? No, that's CBS. <laughs> that's CBS even, All Access. I don't even know what's on Paramount Plus. However, my Unless, genuine... No, no, no. Yeah, tell me. Genuine worst streaming service? You're going to hate it. HBO Max. Why do you not like it? The app fucking sucks. Oh. If we're, if we're, if we're, if we're divorcing it from content, HBO Max sucks the way you set up subtitles terrible different from every other streaming platform uh my hbo max app has developed this awesome thing where every time i load a show no matter what it is it freezes for about 15 seconds on one frame about 12 seconds into whatever i'm watching and that has never gone away and it is true no matter what i'm watching no and no matter how many times i re-download the app it's awful what 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 are you, what are you using to watch it? Like a Roku. Like a Roku. Yeah. Apparently, that's... the HBO Max experience is particularly bad on Roku devices. That's a shame. Uh, yeah, I've never had much trouble, but I yeah for HBO Max, I usually go through my TV. I mean, sorry, my computer. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I I started yeah. watching Succession just on my desktop because it was just easier. Right. Uh, but the content on HBO Max pretty good no the content on hbo max can't be beat except of course by disney plus uh i mean it has both our best movie and best tv show on it right so it can't be the worst 
and arguably our best video game because it has Into the Spider-Verse on it. No, it doesn't. Does it not? No, that's I on, thought it did. It's on Netflix. Ah, uh, fuck Netflix. Yeah. Netflix I, worst. Uh, yeah. I'm willing I'm willing to concede that Peacock is worse because I uh, despise The Office. Yes. Peacock has nothing. It deserves to die. I, honestly, the worst thing about Peacock, I think, is that they've been sitting on content for The Office for years. Because they own the show. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, we got exclusive content. Never before seen things. Extended episodes. We even brought the creator back to do commentaries. Never before heard. Release that shit to the fans. Like, I I get that you're doing a new form of premium content. I don't know. I I have whatever. The thing that galls me about Peacock is, I mean, you can't hate the hustle because basically what they did with The Office was they played Pandemic where you like boost up all your stats to make it as infectious as possible and then make it deadly. Oh, yeah. They were like, we want everyone to fall in love with The Office as much as possible and then rip it away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But to show... Here's something about Peacock. Taking The Office off of Netflix and putting it on Peacock effectively killed the Office-based discourse in the world. Like, Isn't that so weird? In a way, maybe I love Peacock for that because I feel like all everybody could talk about for years was The Office. And then they took it away and put it on Peacock and they killed the fact that everyone was talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Because everyone's talking about fucking... What? Seinfeld? No. No, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares about anything anymore other than Hawkeye. I guess there are people who care about Hawkeye. Girls only want one thing and it's fucking Hawkeye. Wait, they want fucking Hawkeye? Yeah, they only want Hawkeye. Fucking. No, (laughs) not necessarily. Oh, oh, okay. Not necessarily. Okay. So that was the best and worst streaming service. All of girls do is eat hot chip and Hawkeye. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's a good meme. Thanks. It's three years old. Disney Plus best and Peacock, Peacock is the worst. And yes. Working in your favor, John, the uh, HBO Max app has been strucken from the zeitgeist. Forget it forever. Replace it with piracy. Well, yeah. Go to the Pirate Bay. Go, and you know what? Actually, just go to archive.org. Archive.pirate Bay. Everything you want is there. All right. Look. Did you know that if you try to read a news article with an ad blocker detector or an article limit, you can just put it into the Wayback Machine on archive.org and read it? Oh. I've also heard incognito mode can skirt by some of those. Yeah, incognito mode is hit or miss. Okay. I guess it never hits, huh? I mean, it don't hit like Hawkeye. Let's move on. We have four more categories, and we are opening up wide. These categories can come from any of our 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 subjugated subjugated. I don't know sectioned off areas. These can be old. These can be new. We've got four uh, one through sixty one categories. I'm were you, were need... you desperately trying to not say segregated after the separate but equal thing from earlier? There's like a weird problematic thing about my language, John, oh, no. that I'm starting to notice. 
Uh, I just anyway, maybe I'm, I'm trying have... to take these words back from their horrible historical sort of context, but at the same time, why would I do that? We have four and three fifths categories left. Oh God, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, John. What I was about to say before you so rudely pointed out my antiquated way of speaking. Uh, <laughs> I need some beep boops. Listen, I'm ones. not saying it's antiquated. I'm saying it's antebellum. Uh, <laughs> beep 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 beep. God. No, it's Mario again. Beep 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 <laughs> beep 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 beep. All right, beep beep. beep. Number 43. A.K.A. number 7. Best Worst Accident (laughs) of 2021. Accident? Accident. This could mean anything. A personal accident, an accident that happened in the world. Uh, Peruse your headlines, John, for the best and worst accident that happened this year. Oh, boy. This one's going to be real off the dome. I don't tend to remember many accidents. I've got one in mind for worst. I'm going to need a second on best because, of course, this is springing up for the first time right now. Why am I not using my mouse? Oh, it's because the mouse makes a clicky noise. Man, looking up 2021 accident. Not a lot of cheery news. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be cheery. Uh, I mean, we want it to be best, right? Yeah. What if I, what, wait, yeah. What if I typed in best? What would happen? <laughs> best. best car crashes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The search results actually didn't change at all. They just changed in tone somewhat. Oh, deadliest holidays to drive? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Why, no. when I type in best accidents, do fatalities come up in bold? Child hospitalized. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, maybe we should think of personal accidents. I don't have any. I'm perfect in every way, John. You make an accident every day. <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> no. Is that why you had to remove your pants at the emergency room? <laughs> no, I had to remove my pants before the emergency. Room. <laughs> oh no. Um, let's see accident. Best. Uh, accident. I'm going to type in harmless. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Best harmless accidents. Dangerous by design. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. There's no way to search for harmful or harmless accidents. Oh, I have a, my best my best accident what is 2021 you might have to lead here okay so my best accident of 2021 is allison and i were making an apple cobbler yeah and uh when i think of making an apple i'm in real time seeing you type apple cobbler gate uh (laughs) when i make an apple cobbler uh yeah. i like to imagine i cut the apples in like big slices because that's what i imagine goes in a cobbler and uh allison was slicing the apples we had some delicious like opal apples and some honey crisp i looked over and she had like diced the apples in like really small little cubes and i was like no you fucked up the cobbler <laughs> uh, and then we put those in the cobbler and you know what it's incredible because the like the tons of surface area makes them like release all their liquid and cook really evenly so it was like the best cobbler i'd ever had 
It was incredible. That was the best accident. All right. That's a pretty good accident. Yeah, so tell me which car crash you loved. I know. I can't find anything that's <laughs> not a car crash. Maybe instead of accident, I'm going to type in mistake and see what <laughs> oh, comes no. up. Um, what the fuck? Apparently harmless error is like a term in some type of industry. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I looked up like uh, 2021. I looked up something and I got like an automotive industry report. All right. So I found some random person's blog, the be- the top 10 mistakes of 2020. This guy's top 10 mistakes. So I guess I'll go... <laughs> for uh, him for him yeah oh, is this I'll like a f- medium article where he's like my number one mistake was not learning python faster uh this isn't it, it's from a guy's name.com uh-huh. so, tony.com uh, so, you know um his top mistake for uh 2021 uh pu- i put less value on my health okay <laughs> so this guy de-emphasize his health. I don't know in what context. I'm not reading the article. Uh, but I feel like that's the best mistake accident. You know, uh, I feel like learning the secret to the perfect apple cobbler is devaluing your health. Oh, why? Because of the sugar? Yeah. You, you eat enough cobbler, you'll, you're dead zony, bro. You know, uh, wait, no, best mistake? Hold on, maybe I should have gone for number 10. Uh, hold on. Okay. This is interminable. <laughs> okay, more and more, now that I'm scrolling down this thing, this feels like he's part of a cult, because, like, number five was he forgot his mantra. Oh, no, wait, what was his mantra? Oh, no, I, I kept going. This is a long article. Getting trapped inside my head is the... Is, I don't know. Okay, well, this was a... You know what my my worst act... My best accident of the year is? <laughs> yes. This. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so Apple Apple Cobblergate gets struck in from the record. Yes. And we, me we bumbling... this. <laughs> me bumbling through my best accident of 2021 and lives on in infamy <laughs> yes and now worst accident of course i got one up for this i have a personal one too but i'll let you lead oh, well this will eclipse your personal problems the suez canal blockage <laughs> uh the um the ever ever loving what was the name of that ship i don't actually remember the name of the ship Evergrande? No, that yeah, was a real like estate that. concern that went de- oh, that defaulted. Uh, yeah, yes, Everlast. I don't know, but yes, yes. The uh, the ship that blocked the Suez Canal and sent the global supply chain into a uh, just a death spiral has yes. to be the worst accident that made headlines of this year. It was called the Ever Given. Okay, weird. Well, that's a dumb name. Uh, yes, the, the ever given, I, I get where you're coming from. And I think that I have a personal accident that perhaps eclipses it. Oh, okay. Do tell. Uh, so I went on a hike with my fiance and the hike cross sculpture falls and it had been raining. So I decided to try to cross sculpture falls barefoot, but it was slippery from rain and algae. Uh, so I slipped. 
and I busted my butt really hard, and I got my phone wet and my wallet a little bit wet, and my <laughs> shoes were wet. <laughs> okay. Uh... So I busted my ass, and my phone got really wet, and my... I mean, it's a Pixel, so it's waterproof. Um... But sometimes it doesn't, like, charge on the first try anymore. But busted ass is probably the worst. So you would put that as worse than a global supply chain delay that we won't recover from for at least a year. I mean, when you put it that way, yes. (laughs) Because it happened to you. It's your (laughs) personal injury. Yeah, I never saw that ship. You never saw that ship. You're right. Well, you know what? I think you win. No, you cannot make me remember my busted ass story for the rest of time. Were you submitting this to forget it? To lose and forget? No, you can't play the game that way. I always play to win, baby. Well, you, you, you won. God damn it. Right? Busted ass gate. Busted ass gate? It took me like a week and a half to recover. Wow, and and the the supply chain, the global supply <laughs> chain, won't recover for literally like years. But yeah, th- those are about the same. I mean, they're not the same. One's worse, and it's yeah, the busted ass. You're busted ass. You know, I'm sure all manufacturers out there will agree with you. Yeah, manufacturers of asses and ships. Yeah. <laughs> the ass sh- ships the ship that launched a thousand asses all right hold on i forgot i gotta cross out the category on the list so i remember that it, it it's already happened so we don't do it twice <clears throat> and now let's move on to number eight john okay number eight beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop beep 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 boop beep boop beep 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 boop number 17 A.K.A. number eight. The best, worst fact we learned in 2021. Ooh, the best slash worst fact we learned. Yes. Ooh, this one's interesting. Worst, are there any worst facts? Yeah, what's a worst fact? Hmm. I can't remember facts on a daily basis. This is hard. Uh, well, I mean, everything we say is a fact, unless we're lying. Or we're giving an opinion. True. Opinions are not facts. I think I learned that some, I think wombats have cubic poop, but that's not. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if this is best or worst. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to throw it in for best. All right. Uh, my best is, this is not a new fact. The The longest English sentence you can make using a single word is buffalo, 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 buffalo. Uh, but I learned why that sentence is grammatically correct. And that is a fact that I learned in 2021. Okay. So you learned... You learned why the buffalo sentence works. Yeah, and that was that was a big one for me. Because I uh, never gave enough of a shit to learn. Well, is there a brief enough explanation you can give to me? Yeah, it's stupidly simple. Okay. Uh, so the sentence is buffalo, 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 buffalo. So buffalo okay. five times. All right. Uh, so buffalo, as in Buffalo, New York. 
Right. And then Buffalo is in the animal. So Buffalo from Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo, Buffalo. And then Buffalo, which is an antiquated regional slang term for bullying. So if okay. you Buffalo someone, you're bullying them. Right. So Buffalo from Buffalo, Buffalo, Bully. other yeah. Buffalo from Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like stupidly simple. I can't believe yeah. I didn't read about yeah. this like five years when this was in the news. I hate that Buffalo on Buffalo crime. You can't. I mean, what do you expect from Buffalo from Buffalo? Uh, better. A Nickel City Buffalo aren't worth a dime in my book. Nickel City? Buffalo, New York, the Nickel City? Oh, never heard of that. Yeah, they're called. So my the... best fact is I learned that Buffalo <laughs> oh, is the Nickel <laughs> City. Wow. Now you yeah. know what Nickel City is named after. What's wait, I've never heard of Nickel City in my life. It's like a bar in Austin. Is there one? Yeah. All right, so I've learned also that Nickel <laughs> City is a bar in Austin. Wait, is that one of your worst effects? No, I don't know. I just was adding on. Yeah. Um I like yours better than mine. So we remember the Buffalo? Always remember the Buffalo. Always remember the Buffalo. One of my favorite sports movies. Uh, my favorite was Any Given Buffalo. Oh, actually the... Oh, Ever Given Buffalo, sorry. The Replace Buffalo mints. Uh, I always thought that Training Buffalo was a... That's a cop movie. Football movie, but it's actually about uh, two Buffalo. One of them is a newer Buffalo. One of them's a veteran. And the other Buffalo keeps trying to make the other one do heroin. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. That Buffalo Buffalo is buffaloing that Buffalo Buffalo. Oh, wow. Now you're talking. With heroin. (laughs) Wow. Why... (laughs) <laughs> anyway worst facts worst fact i learned this year it affects i mean i don't you know a good friend of mine he's been on the podcast before that might narrow it down a little bit i don't i don't know he he has been suffering really bad health issues mm. uh ever since we met <laughs> okay um i'm not gonna put him on blast but our good friend andrew suffers from a medical condition that doctors are not a hundred percent sure exist. Oh no. <laughs> Which is fascinating, but also does not help him at all. Uh, yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah. Um, the closest thing he could tell me a name to look up was leaky gut. Uh Oh, uh, which describes a phenomenon where your intestinal tract is thinner and so uh-huh. it does not it, – it allows horrible things that normally get digested or burnt up to leak through to other parts of your body and ends up giving you just terrible, terrible heartburn and horrible things and bad stuff and just chronic medical things. And he's been to a thousand specialists and doctors and gurus and none of them can help him out. That fucking sucked to learn. <laughs> yeah, that that does suck to learn. I – uh I feel like I've collected over time a number of friends with medical issues that doctors cannot fix. I know. It's so weird because before – before we, we've covered this before when I brought up chronic Lyme disease, mm-hmm. which fascinated me because I'd never had heard of a medical condition that the medical communities weren't 100% on. And now I feel like since I've learned that, 
my eyes have just opened up to so many of these, like like chronic fatigue syndrome and and this leaky gut thing, and like just these things that people are suffering from that doctors could flip a coin and say, like, I don't think that exists. Therefore, I've got nothing to help you with. Even things really widespread like polycystic ovary syndrome, like we know has a physical manifestation. Uh, and doctors are like, yeah, no, I, or polycystic kidney disease or whatever. Doctors are like, I know how to treat it, but there's no cause and no cure. And we just don't really know. Yeah, that's insane to me. Sucks. As a person who used to view doctors as people like kind of like car mechanics, you know, a car mechanic, given enough time, can find out what's wrong with your car mm-hmm. and usually, you know, not cheaply fix it. Uh, I I used to view doctors that way, but it seems like doctors are more like, well, you're coughing. So here's some cough syrup. Yeah, I mean, they went to school for all those years. You'd think they'd know. My worst fact that I learned is that cruise ships have a morgue. Oh, yes, that is that is a bad fact. But yeah, uh, I mean, yours wins. Absolutely. That no, but your friend and my acquaintance and I would hope one day friend has a mysterious illness. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear you. You you yeah. Seceding. That's not the word. Seeding. Um, Wait, seceding, Henry? Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, Something's happening on this podcast. I've got the Civil War on the brain. We just watched Hamilton. That is not the right word. Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. Um, But no, no. I had the pleasure uh, over Thanksgiving... Because I, I I didn't even catch the beginning of this conversation, uh, but some of Jamie's younger cousins were talking about dying on cruise ships, and like some of like their uncles were like, "Well, what do they do with the body?" And I just literally drove by and said, "Well, cruise ships have morgues on them." Apparently, this is common knowledge. A lot of older citizens people will go on cruise ships and pass away unfortunately and they gotta have a place to store the body before they get back to the mainland so the i drove away walked away and people were like why the fuck does he know that the the thing that is troubling to me about them is i can't imagine for me personally a place that i would like to die less than a cruise ship yeah, no, I would. Well, I, I guess if you're old enough, some some of these cruise ships are like year round. There's like year round cruise ships. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I, it's just I like guess. why not die having your every need met while seeing the world? I don't know. I just don't want to die in a chuggy way. A what? Chuggy? What? Oh, we can't have the conversation about what the word chuggy means. I'm coming to it a year and a half late. Ask Zoomers. I don't know what that means. You know, don't don't be chuggy. All right, well, I'm going to purposely rig this one. Because uh, number... Um, beep, well, beep, I thought, beep. I thought it was on this list. Oh, it's not on the list anymore? Am I beeping? No. Shut up. Okay. Wait, fuck off. It used to be on this list. Uh, slang you learned this year was on here, and I was going to rig it 
so that you could you would have to tell me, but I don't see it, so never mind. Hey, John, mm. it's time for number nine. Make some beeping noises. Tweep, 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 tweep. Oh, that's stupid. Breen, breen, breen. No, we're not doing that. Sorry. Keep making booping noises. Boop, boop, boop. All right. Now that I've called into question the entire sanctity of this whole thing. Really? Okay. Number 40, which is number nine, the best and worst book. (laughs) (laughs) I, ooh, actually, did it come out this year? Uh, I'm going to make the caveat that that this is book we've read. (laughs) Okay. I I actually might be, I might be a happy little schoolboy because this book might have come out this year. It did. Fuck yeah. That's okay. You might get some bonus points because my book definitely did not. Um, Uh, You can go first. As everyone knows on this podcast, because I never shut up about it, I'm currently reading through the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Mm -hmm. And I had the very good pleasure of starting and finishing this book over the course of this year. I think, so far, the best book of the series, The Wolves of Kala. You know, never read that one. Uh, Okay. Just to set it up... um, I think this is a good book, namely for one reason. Uh, the rest of the series is this intertwined tale of a tower and gunslingers and defending or trying to get to the tower to defend it from the forces of evil. The Wolves of Kala is very simple. Every couple of years, a town is attacked by wolves. Oh, is and, that it? And, and our gunslingers show up in time to help defend the town from the wolves that's the story and it's very well written it's very good there is some convoluted things along the way uh but just the premise of the book ensnared me i love a simple premise i love it's one of the reasons why i thought i would get really into lord of the ring uh, sorry get really into the hobbit versus lord of the rings because I don't understand what they're doing in Lord of the Rings. It seems convoluted. But in The Hobbit, some dwarves just want their home back. Yeah, there's some spiders along the way. Yeah. I I love me a simple premise that then can be exploded. So for me, Wolves of Kala by Stephen King, book five of the Dark Tears Starts Tower series, is my uh, book of 2021. Uh, so my book of 2021, which came out in 2021, actually my worst book came out in 2021 as well. I'm killing this category. Uh, my best book, 2021, is of course Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary. I have heard very good things about Project Hail Mary. It is, uh, in my estimation, like ten times the book The Martian is. It's really, really good. Yeah. I've heard I've heard people describe it as the funniest book they've ever read. The Andy Weir's style of writing, which definitely he he had a way of writing in twenty ten or twenty eleven whenever he wrote The Martian, and Project Hail Mary is gripping in it, it's gripping, dire, and desperate in the same way The Martian was. However, the way that he writes is so effortlessly funny. It's really good yeah like it's it's really hard to be funny in like a a loose first person perspective but when you give a character a very unique voice and you communicate its thoughts in this like 
immediate it's i can't even explain to you like how talented he is at writing this character from the first person it's just so good he he found a style of writing that works for him and he's only gotten better at it which is what you want to see out of a writer you you can have like a whole page of like pretty straight writing and then his usage of how to write the word and with multiple a's is really funny yeah it's yeah it's He's very talented, and I think the book is great. Well, like I said, I think you get some bonus points for picking a book that came out this year. And uh, having experienced some of Andy Weir's work before in the form of the Matthew Damon film The Martian, which is a movie, uh, I think I I can buy your vouching for Project Hail Mary. And uh, Wolves of Kalah came out decades ago. And as part of a seven-part series, all of which is say is, I think you win. Ooh, yes. Finally, it pays off to engage with media made in the year we record the podcast. It's just, I'm honestly, none of these other things you've, you've talked about tonight came out this year. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> kidding. That's this not, is the only time it's paid off. Uh, that's not even remotely true. All right. Now time for a worst book. Yes. Uh, mine is going to be very simple. Uh, it's a book that I have not gotten back to yet because I did not like the beginning of it. Uh, it's the sixth book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of the Dark Tower series, Song of Susanna. Uh-huh. This um, is... I, I've heard about this one. It's a, it's a... There's a town that every year they get attacked by Susanna. <laughs> so, so, whereas Wolves of Kala was very simple in its premise... Song of Susanna starts out seconds after the last book ends. Uh, But the convolutedness that I sort of could gloss over in Wolves of Kala because I was blinded by the the, the premise, the simple premise, is now the premise of this book. Mm. And I just can't bring myself to go back to it because there's just so much going on and I don't entirely by this weird way that Stephen King is writing split personalities because split personalities demonstrably are very rare to actually exist. But you're so close to finishing the, the septilogy or whatever. I know I'm going to go back next year. I just, I've let my, my Kindle die and I need to charge it. Uh, my worst book did come out this year. You're, you're going to get some bonus points. Uh, and that is, of course, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. He wrote a book? He did. And pretty much my only reasoning for saying that it is not very good is he writes like he he talks, talks very nice. Uh, which it is enthralling to listen to Matthew McConaughey talk. It is dreadfully boring to read something written in the way that he talks. What is the book about? It's like a autobiography, kind of. It's oh. about like life lessons and philosophy he's developed. He's kind of taken this turn later in life where he's becoming a bit of a thinker. And it, it's kind of him it's like the- setting up his personal Tao. It's those, it's those Lincoln commercials, buddy. Yeah, you look pensive long enough. Yeah. You sell enough Long Branch and you drive enough Lincolns, people start to think you kind of know what's going on. I, I guess that happens in real life, too. 
But yeah, listen to the audiobook if you want to hear Matthew McConaughey talk or ride on the Capitol Metro Rail. <laughs> Did he wait? <laughs> That's funny. But so this is the dumbest question I think I'll ever ask on this podcast. He narrated the book? He did the audiobook. Okay. Yeah. From my understanding, I okay. I I love Mr. McConaughey, but I, I feel have like... a, I have a limited amount I have a limited appetite for people who are branding themselves as thinkers right. Right. on a good day. Uh so oh, yeah. it's tough. You fall into the crowd of like serial entrepreneur part-time thinker like yeah. those people yeah it's like the the people who are like here's my philosophy and i'm like this is cool but this is all very philosophically well-trod territory that people have spent their whole lives discussing that i don't really need to hear about from matthew mcconaughey that sounds pretty bad i will say i think what stops it from being the worst is the audiobook version of the of yeah the book. there is a good version of it yeah, and I think people would be willing to hear him talk. And I feel like he wrote the book so he could do the audio book. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, even with the bonus points, I think Song of Susanna is the worst book. I'm okay giving it to you just because I want to take Stephen King down a peg. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? He's been around forever. And that van certainly did. <laughs> Ouch, buddy. Ouch, more like, ouch, I get hit by a van. <laughs> ouch, more like, oh, no. Oh, my no, my body. name's Stephen King, and I've been hit by a van. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's from Maine? <laughs> you heard of this? You heard of this? He's from Maine? Have you heard of this? He's from Maine. Yes, God, I've heard of it. And now it's time for the 10th category, randomly selected. John, if you will do the honors of telling me when to click the button. Okay, so this is this is my last one of the episode, so I've got to make it my best. Are you ready? Yeah. Beep. Oh, wait, I think we did that one already. Okay. Yeah, we did. I'll I'm do sorry. It. I'll do it again. Uh, for those of you who are curious, a number three best worst COVID variant came up again. Let's just do it again. Here we go. Beep. I don't think we've done that one. Checking. Checking. Oh, my God. Yes. Number 44, John. <laughs> yes. The best worst thing from 2018. <laughs> yes. Up. You made a joke about this. At, before we started recording, you said you hoped it came up, and here it is. Yes. Best worst thing from 2018. I'm so happy. This is the, <laughs> this is the, I've got my answer. I have to look up what happened in 2018. I already have my answer. Oh, man. This is oh, amazing. This is stupid. I hate this. How did you make this happen? <laughs> I manifest. I spoke it into reality, Lathe of Heaven style. I think this is going to be tough for you because 2018 was kind of an in-between time in our lives. Yeah. I, I had moved to Austin and gotten a job in 2017. You had gotten a job. Not a lot of stuff was happening in 2018 unless you got married or something. I, don't know. I got engaged. I didn't get married. Is that the best thing to happen in 2018? I mean, I shut up. Is, is it? <laughs> Hold on. I got to look up one thing. Uh-huh. I'm fascinated to know if you and I come up with the same best thing. Damn it! 
Hold on, I gotta look up something else. Okay. This is so tough. This is not gonna win. Damn it! <laughs> Keep missing 2018? By one year! <laughs> it's an odd one. 2018 was an odd what year. What happened to 2018? What? <laughs> okay, hold on. 54 good things that happened <laughs> You know you're on the right track when you're looking at listicles. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, really? Okay. Um, 2018 was a good year. Uh, BuzzFeed may not be the best source for this. Okay, I found it. You found your best? The best thing that happened in 2018, apparently, according to this listicle on BuzzFeed. Uh-huh. Uh, the best thing that happened in 2018. The world finally said enough to plastic straws, and we're f- here for you to turtles. Ah, uh, yes. You know, uh, that the- time-honored thing that's c- just carried on and gotten stronger as time goes on. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted plastic straws, but they still wanted to uh, eat fish and contribute to microplastics in the ocean. Nets are way worse than straws, folks. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, you're not even writing it down, Henry. It might win. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even writing down the one that'll definitely win, which John, I, if you're being honest, I was about to start researching my worst. Oh, thing. you you can you can research your worst because I'm going to hit you with the best, and you can't argue. Tell me, uh, 2018 Spider Man for the PlayStation Four. Oh, you bastard! You said this earlier today. You said it earlier this episode. I was really interested to see if we'd both land on the same thing, but. I completely forgot. That is my best thing of 2018. Because 2018 was a very Trumpy year. A lot of bad stuff happened in 2018. I can't... Oh, man. There's... I think you said in this episode that Spider-Man, the PS4 game, came out in 2018. I believe I did. Yeah. I just can't believe it's... It's been two hours. I don't remember that... Obviously, that wins... Yeah, I mean it's got a it's got Spider Man in it. It's got. Sp- <laughs> you've killed me. It's got Spider Man. You, you've can't. used you've used the Spider Man defense. I cannot. I cannot. I I can't argue with that. It's it's unassailable. What's your worst twenty eighteen? I haven't had time to research. Damn it. Okay. Oh, I just found one. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I also have a worst. Um. All right. I I feel like I still hear about this to this day, so I have to I have to say the worst thing of 2018. People started eating Tide Pods. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that ever was true. I wonder if that was ever real. You think it was just an internet thing? 
I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things. I don't want to say it's like a psyop or whatever, but it feels, you know, you, you know, yeah. I almost feel as though people eating Tide Pods was like the first time that the very specific kind of humor that Generation Z has got into the mainstream. And then yeah. everybody freaked out about it because it was the first time we had seen something that was this combination of like, like referential, irreverent, and self-destructive. That like right. when we started seeing that, we're like, everyone freaked out. But I don't know that that was ever actually... I bet a few people ate Tide Pods because people are stupid. And if yeah. enough people talk about doing anything, someone will do it. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know if actually eating Tide Pods started out of a movement of wanting to eat Tide Pods, if you know what I mean. I get you. Uh, mine is the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Why do you have to do this to me? <laughs> I'm just saying it, it was obviously the United States is in the pocket of Saudi Arabia. We have been for a while, but this is a particularly bad example. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say who murdered Jamal Khashoggi because I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty bad one. And I still hear about that one. You're uh, right. I do too. But, you know, at least we uh, have that WWE event that takes place in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's great. There is such... Yeah, it's called the Crown Jewel, and a lot of people... Mm refuse to participate in it. And from my understanding, uh, they don't want a lot of women and especially not like black wrestlers oh, to ouch. appear in the crowd. Saudi Arabia has got a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Yeah. So these things are about even, right? Yeah, they're about even. I, I think, you know, it's a real toss up. T- Tide pods and the brutal murder of an American journalist. <laughs> yeah. Saudi, Saudi journalist, but, but still, Uh, A dissident Saudi journalist. Man. All right. I mean, I have to seed. Oh, eating Tide Pods for Jamal Khashoggi? Yeah. (laughs) Remember that bong hits for Jesus thing? What if it was Tide Pods for Jamal Khashoggi? (laughs) That, I don't think, would play well. Uh, Probably not. I have to review tonight. Hold on. Okay, so you won movie. Both categories in movie. I won... We, we were tied on video game. I won a video game. We draw. You won video TV. game. You 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 won, you won, won worst in video. Movie. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're doing. Um, okay. We were agreed on Omicron. We drawed on pets. We both said Disney Plus. Yeah, you I took won, streaming service. Okay, I won streaming service. Uh, <laughs> you uh, we split accident. Yeah, we split accident, much like my busted ass. We split facts. I think I th- I we're pretty I even. Think pretty even, but you you got a pretty big head start. Yeah, with one <laughs> <laughs> pretty big head start, and then and then I swept thing from 2018. Yeah, yeah, you just swept thing for 2018, John. This is this is a this is your year, buddy. This is this might be my year, but I think maybe most importantly that takes us to the final determination of best worst. Yeah, it might it might have been your year, but the question still remains, John. Is 2021 a good or a bad? Is it a good 
or a bad? I have a, a fundamental question about the criteria. I'm here to answer questions about criteria. Are we rating whether 2021 is good in a vacuum? Or are we rating whether 2021 is good with the knowledge that we have of the world and linear time? This is a fascinating question uh, because I think it speaks to something that I have been incapable of doing to this day. I have not been able to think of 2021 in a vacuum at all. To me, it feels like just a continuation of 2020. It it feels like the year never quite turned over. I – so I I agree in that I think it is intellectually dishonest to judge the year 2021 without admitting what 2020 was. And I might actually disagree with you in that 2021 feels – like a continuation of 2020 in a lot of ways. But I feel like that has to do with the fact that, like, there is a new kind of life we started living in 2020 that will never go away, probably. Uh, the world changed. It was a life-changing event. Uh, but I think that 2021 did a lot of things way better than 2020. We have vaccines! We have vaccines. That's a huge plus. I'm surprised... We didn't. There was no category dedicated to that, which was fascinating. But you're right. The, the the vaccines being being there is a good thing. That those two months of of eternal summer are probably the best times I've had in quite a long time. Yeah. And this year contains those months. I mean, this year contains like I personally had a lot of incredible things happen this year. I got engaged. I got a new job, which I've wanted for a while. And sure, it has its problems, but like it's but what I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Uh, we got vaccines. Two of the happiest months of my life were in this year. We started to to see our friends again. Even the things that would have been normal in 2019 or 2018 feel like the most like stupendous accomplishments coming out of 2020 look and and as far as the podcast goes we had a really banner year as well we've made a bigger imprint on twitter we've hit 10,000 and now 11,000 total downloads wow that's uh logarithmic growth yeah uh i mean explosive growth i mean not logarithmic it's just like fast linear growth but yeah it's very quick linear growth uh we're uh, going places we've been recognized by several apps so none of that happened in 2020 because uh between you and me and the rest of the world i shut down in 2020 i mean in 2020 there was so much trump shit like it's so easy to forget and just to be clear uh fuck joe biden oh yeah uh, they're like, I mean, fuck the Democratic establishment. They've done uh, almost nothing for us. Yes, they've done some good things. But, like, I I have no hope. I don't want to vote so much anymore. They uh, more successfully campaigned against Bernie Sanders than they ever did against the GOP. Uh, we have the House and the Senate, and we and did fucking done nothing. nothing with it. We've got, we, yeah, we've got Manchin sitting there. 
being sued by the coal miners union. But you do. Here's the thing. People vilify mansion and cinema, but like the, it doesn't rest solely on them. You're like right. If, they, if they're You're absolutely right. If there was a unified front on any of this stuff, it wouldn't fucking matter if we had two people, yeah. but they're just easy to vilify. Uh, I yes, mean, we do. I, they're they're. 48 other Republican senators that we could also be dragging right now. But like we, we, it's bad. My party's bad. And also like, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse showed up at Turning Point USA and everyone, they had like a special like theme song for Kyle Rittenhouse. No, I was Um, hoping he was going to fucking fall into obscurity forever. He will. He will. Um, but like. God. probably we should move out of this country because looking at stuff like that i'm like something bad's gonna happen i don't know that i'm on the side that's like no. very prepared for the thing that the thing that's gonna happen I, I mean we're heading into a potential just storm cloud of them uh of the supreme court repealing roe versus wade it's gonna be not great but hear me out I'm last trying. year last year was so much worse yeah Last, it really was. We forget. It's really easy to forget now that we've slipped into the like quiet disappointment that a democratic presidency brings with it. We forget how horrifying it was to wake up every single day in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and 2020, 2021 has big problems. But overall, they're not as dire. They're not as doom scrolly. Yeah. Because, yeah, I doom scrolled all of 2020. I haven't doom scrolled much in 2021. In 2021, in 2020, I felt genuinely like the world was coming to an end. And in 2021, I feel as though things are bad, but my life is good and can continue to be good no matter where I choose to live. Uh, So just in that respect, 2021 is a thousand times better than 2020 was. All right. But so was it good <laughs> in the grand scheme of things though. If if the scale is um good to bad because I always say good first. And last year was uh, last year was so bad we didn't do worsts. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. We, we did, we did okays. not Yeah. Uh so that's going to be like the very end of the spectrum of bad. I I would put 2021 personally, looking at what we talked about tonight, looking at these things, these movies. There are movies this year. Like that's huge. These new yeah. releases like art returning back to the fold, whereas we just had bleak, dark despair and nothing else. That moved this year on the spectrum Firmly to the middle. You know, I would like to make a stand on 2021's behalf and say that 2021 is good and has a ton of problems. And I feel like in under any other circumstance, this would be a bad year. Right. I I feel like I'm just making the point that it's good because I want to defeat badness. No, I hear you. I hear you. I, I would say that this is good in the face of, of so much bad. Like yes. if in 2022 it, we keep improving, more good stuff happens, we can look back and say, oh, 2021, that wasn't as good as we thought. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope every year from here on out we say 2021, fuck that year. It was so bad, but right now it feels pretty good. Let's forget collectively 2021 because we'll be in such a great place in the future that it won't even bear being remembered. Yeah, that is my hope. Yeah. Uh, And when E eventually does their I love the 20s or whatever the fuck, (laughs) I don't know if they still do that show. Um. They just skipped this year. Yeah. I I hope they talk about 2020 and they're like, there was COVID. And then they skipped to 2022 and then like, John, got a PS5. Yeah. They skipped to 2022 and they say, John, who lives in Austin, got a PS5. And he became famous. And, uh, for the and he had triples. He had triples. He had, of, he, had, he had the doubles of the PS4, but triples of the PS5. Yeah, triples of the triples is best. Triples is. How safe. did we not? How did we not bring up? I think you should leave it all. What the I, fuck is I wrong? I have with no us? idea. Best. That's show, the best show. Fuck succession. Fuck succession. But, fuck succession. Oh my god. Uh, yes. So many good things came out this year. It was based on I think you should leave getting a second season alone. Yeah. That is the one rubric. It was a good year. It was a good year. Now, if 2022, there's no I think you should leave, straight into the crapper. Hey, let me say one thing to 2022 if there's no new season of I think you should leave. Fuck off. Fuck off. What a thematic little stupid thing we've woven here. (laughs) We started with fuck off. We're ending with fuck off. There was a weird antebellum talk. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, wrong with me? Let's for, let's forget that happened. Okay, we can. Uh, but yeah, I think the alts, I, I agree with you. I'm willing to agree with you. 2021, not so bad. Yeah, 2021, it's good. 2022, even better. Onwards, upwards, go out there every day with the intention to work hard and be nice to people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not so bad. Yeah. I wouldn't call it good. I mean... Not so bad. Contextually good. Objectively not so bad. Not not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. 21, you're not so bad. You're not so bad. Hey. Hey, 2021. Hey, there's always next year. Hey, you're a 20-something in Austin? Oh, my God. I don't know. That show doesn't exist anymore. Um... But, John, I think that's going to do it for us for the year of 2021. We've experienced it all in real time, and now we summed it up in a top ten list that surely is worth listening to. As the man said as he made a sandwich that was made of a, that was made of like a little floppy tortilla, that's a wrap. Is that, that's the joke you want to end on? That's the joke you want to end 2021 on? I'll edit that one out. I don't I don't know if you can. I'll, I'll edit that one out. Okay, well. As the man uh, to 20-something standing in the grocery store holding beans said, We need taco shells. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, kill me. Uh, but hey... Everyone who listened at some point during 2021, if you're listening now, if you're still, if you hung in there, if, if your dishes took you two hours and 30 minutes to do, we thank you for listening this year. We appreciate you and your time. And hey, next year we're going to hit the ground running hard. We got so many things. We got so many things in the works. John, John, we have so many things. Oh my God. Just to run through a few of them. 
Spider-Man No Way Home supplemental reading. Absolutely. Supplemental readings of the next season two, season three, season four, season five, and season six of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. That's right. There are six seasons of that show, and we're going to do a supplemental reading on all of them. That's right. A commitment we've made. And our commitment will continue to make. And don't forget, Fast and Furious 10 Part 1 is coming to you in the near future, and we will cover that to death. And we will cover Fast and Furious 10 Part 2 to death as well. And once that is over, John, I'm so excited to tell you, we are going to cover the Venomverse. The Venomverse, which is seeing a Venomissance. Yeah, a Venomissance. So look forward to the year of the Venom, which might be 2023, but Venom. <laughs> yeah, it might happen sometime in the fu- far future. But hey, here, here's that's the promises we're making. We got content for days. A new year is going to bring a whole new breath of fresh air to this podcast because we're never stopping until we literally cannot speak. New year, new John, new year, new Henry, new new year, new boys. John got a tattoo, and that's going to change the game. That's showing character development. Yeah. Oh, I man. came out of that portal, and I had, like, an eye patch and a tattoo. And I was like, fuck off. Fuck off. We, we, anyway. Didn't we move into a manor this year? <laughs> we, we did move into a manor, but now we're back in our homes. Yeah, yeah that's true. We did a whole time travel thing. John, episode 250 is soon. It is soon. We may not have new music for it, but we'll see. Hey, you got some time, buddy. You got some time. Or we can do a very fun thing and commission something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We've got money. Let's talk about it. We can talk about it. But for now, we want to wish everyone before at the top of the end of this episode, we want to wish everybody... A happy new year. We hope you had a happy holiday, but definitely have a happy new year. And fuck off, everyone. Right. And if you want to tell us to fuck off, we highly encourage you to do so. And here's how you can do it. Tweet fuck off to us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. That's right. We want you to do this. And John, tell them what that stands for. That stands for fuck off. Fuck off. We are also available via email. Send an email to email at zerocredits.net. We still own that domain for now. I mean, actually, uh, I just got a new bank account, but I think I changed over the information. So we should be fine. We should be fine. That's right. Uh, We're also available on every other podcast service. We don't know why we say this, so we're not going to list them out. But if you can leave a rating or a review on any of these podcast services, on the service you're using right now, if you can leave a rating and review on that service, that would be great. Just because we're egotistical, we want to hear you talk about us. Or just tell us to fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. The most important thing you can do, though, is to tell a friend or an enemy or a person on the street or anyone in the world, listen to our podcast, listen to Zero Credits. We are the show who talks about things, and we have things to say. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive.
And going into 2022, I just hope that you'll remember my mantra, and you will not forget, and it will be your worst mistake of 2022, and that is this. As you wake up every day in 2022, think two things. One, be like Dolly. Number two, be strong. Don't be afraid to be wrong. But most importantly, sing your song. Because no one will unless you do it. Wow. That was poetry. Thank you. I've been working on it. Ah, that's great. My voice hurts. <laughs> yes, we've been talking for a long time. Fuck off, uh, listeners. Fuck off. We love you all. Thank yes. you for listening. Uh, but kindly and dearly, fuck off. <laughs>